What's going down, podcast listener? Welcome to the Symbiosis Now podcast. I'm Tyler Colombero. I'm the host of the show. And we got Jared Ochoa, who is our special guest today. He's a 18-year-old man straight out of fucking high school. Can you believe it? Working at a hardware store with yours truly. So we've become friends. He's also a cat student at Reedley College. He's trying to get into that caterpillar game. You know what I mean? And he's got a good head on his shoulders for being an 18-year-old young man. A better head on his shoulders than I probably did when I was his age. So I like his style. So I asked him, hey, Jared, you want to come on the podcast? And he says, fuck yeah. So here we are. And we're going to have a good little conversation for you today, listener. So prepare yourself, folks, because we are rolling in to Symbiosis Town on the now train with Jared Ochoa on the Symbiosis Now podcast. She always ends up being on the podcast, laying there or here, falling asleep. You know what's interesting that I heard the other day? Um, that usually when dogs, they just stare at you. It's more so that it's seeing spirits around you. Oh, what, like what do you mean? Like what? What? What do? You, what were that? What, what did you watch a video? It was on Facebook. I just it was like oh. three in the morning. I didn't fall asleep until like not being five or so. I'm just scrolling through, scrolling through, and I see something. When your dog stares at you, because they can see spirits you can't see. That's wild. But what if that's actually true though? They can see more than us. Yeah. Like a bigger picture. Like they see vibes. Basically, yeah. kind of low key. Well, that's how they're able to like think about it. Dogs know who's a good person, who's not. You think that for yeah. sure? They know that, huh? Because I like to think that. Oh yeah. You know, like when I think about dogs, I think like they're just the classic example of like man's best friend. I know it's cheesy to say because everyone knows that, but like that's the class. They're the poster child of man's best friend, like exactly. dogs. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they're always there. Like they're no matter what you do, like how they always like to follow you around. They're like guarding you constantly. Yeah. They're trying to help you out on your spiritual quest because they've been around us so vo- so long, huh? Like dogs are like co-evolving with us literally. Um, and so maybe they've actually like been our friends so much to where they see what's, what we see as important and to like uh, a satisfying lifestyle, you know? And they might be in defense of, of us of the same goal because they're literally man's best friend. Who knows, right? Like, I would like to think that. She knows what I want to do. She's in on the podcast every episode laying here. Like, you know, she has to be in here if I have a friend in here and we're talking about something. Like, she's here, bro. It's kind of wild now that you're saying that. They're kind of like leaders and followers. Like, they'll yeah. follow your same foot, uh, like footpath. Yeah. At the same time, they'll lead you on their own. Yeah. It's interesting to watch how dogs' behavior. Like, yeah. You're a room full of people and who they sit, like, so sit around for so long. I kind of just jump around a little bit. It's interesting. Or yeah. Like who they bring their toys to. I hear you. Because some dogs are just like attention starving and they just want anybody and anything. Yeah. But then like at the hardware store, that dog Chico, like man, the little one that's <laughs> old and back. shit. Yeah. yeah. It runs <laughs> everywhere. But bro, it'll come up all of a sudden and it'll be like, oh, happy to see me. I'll be like, Chico, what's up? And then when you when his owner goes, hey, Chico, let's go. Just hurt. And she, she just takes off. Doing and just goes she to takes off too. He named the dog Chico, but it's a she, so it's like Chica. But I don't care. I call her Chico. That's fine. I remember it's one day name. he kept yelling at her, and I go, "Go back to your owner." And she took off running to the owner. To... So she's pretty good. Weird, like weird looks about it. It's like I didn't do nothing to the dog. Trust me. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like dogs have seen worse things than humans. I think so too, for sure. Like think about canines. Like 
think, think, think about the stuff they have to see, but they can't express their emotions. Like how we're talking right now. I feel like dogs, their own ways of emotions is like, you know, curling up next to your leg or kind of whining. But if they're able to speak, that would be a totally different eye-opener to the world, I feel like. What if dogs could tell their story? Or what they think about you? Like, you look like a mess. Go take a shower. You smell like shit. But they never do, bro. Like, it's even, it, even if that. they could speak, usually the, I feel like they just look at you like, I fucking love you. I don't care what you look like. Like, I love, I love beyond I love the way you look. Like, kind of like you said at the time. Yeah. Like, I'm looking deeper than just, like, the haircut you have and all this shit. Because she recognizes me with all the weird haircuts I've had over the years. She'd just been there, you know? You know what's funny is when I uh, you know, got my haircut, I sh- got my beard shaved. I walked in the house and had uh, two dogs, two black labs. One's named uh, Lola and Ruby. They were both standing at the door just scared. They're like, what the hell? They're looking at my mom, looking at me, looking at my mom. And it's like, it's me. I was like, and I called out Ruby. And sure enough, they're all happy again. But it's interesting how dogs are able to pick up on how you change yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's pretty interesting to watch. Yeah, like if I lay in a different spot on the couch, like she'll be like, she'll want that spot because that's usually her spot. But then if I don't move, she'll go for somewhere else and she'll be like, okay, I guess we're doing something different. And then she'll eventually try to make her way like past me, behind me, into her spot slowly, like over hours, like she'll make a little more of an advance. Just like when she sleeps in the bed with me and Allison, like she'll make a little more advance to get to the middle of the bed. But it's like we don't like her in between us because then we're hella far apart, you know. But she ends up somehow trying to make her way in between our legs and shit. You know what I mean? It's funny how dogs are able to cram themselves in tight spaces. Oh, yeah, dude. She can't. She don't really go anywhere in tight spaces. She's afraid. She's a little poon. But I, I like that about her that she's not too crazy. Oh, I have. But, like, what do you mean? You have, like, little dogs and shit. They're not little. They're I, the oldest. I say oldest because we got her first. Because they're, sw- they're sisters. They're born a few minutes apart. Uh, Lola, I think, is topping out right now about 75 pounds. And then Ruby, the runt, she's about 65, 68, something like that. Both purebred lab, black labs. We got them in, like, Pollock Pines. And it's interesting to watch how their behavior, how they, my, Ruby will take to me, but she always prefers my mom. It's interesting. And then Lola, forget it. She's always, like, she's always preferred Justin. Always Justin. And just and her, they'll fight constantly, like, you know, play fighting and whatnot. Yeah. It's funny to watch these two uh, mess with each other. Because Justin was sitting there putting his shoe on, and Lola will go grab his boot and take it and run off with it. Yeah. It's it's funny to watch. Yeah. It's like how me and him mess with each other all the time. They do the same thing with each other, Lola and Ruby, but then they'll gang up on us. I get what you mean. Kind of like how we talk shit to, like, keep morale up as as yeah. as dudes at the hardware store, like, usually, right? We talk shit to each other all day, you oh, know? Yeah. And, like, I feel like animals definitely are doing that to keep the morale up in this weird way. Because they literally fight. Sometimes they're like, dang, dude, they're getting down. But, no, they're just playing. Like, yeah. calm down. They, this is what they do every day. But sometimes it gets real and you're like, dang, I think they're going to hurt each other. But they're going a little further, but they know how to do it. It's like martial arts, I feel like, is a good example, right? Like, I should do it more. I'm a fucking idiot. Because I have a, a father-in-law that has a whole dojo and everything. But I see what the, t- the classes that I have taken. I definitely can gain insight into see that, like, you're rolling with humans and you're learning how to use each other's energy a certain way to and get, how to gain an advantage basically to gain running. an advantage generally but also like when you're training you're not actually hitting each other a lot of time so you're actually doing this like cool ass fucking move you could say and you're almost about to hit him right in the fucking chin but you don't right like that is almost takes more skill than to fuck someone up to like stop 
And these dogs do that to each other all the time. They're rolling, they're fucking biting at each other's necks, but they, they're just close enough to where if they actually wanted to sink their fucking teeth in, they, they could, but they're not gonna. No. You know, but they're training like as if that comes up, if the fucking stray dog comes out of nowhere and wants to fuck me up, I gotta be able to handle my shit. And the less that they do that, probably the more likely that if that happened, they get fucked up. Like she might be easy taken. I have a perfect example you know? of that. So Ruby, Lola, she's fine with it, but Ruby, the, the little runt that we have, I wouldn't say little, but she does not like small dogs. When it comes to dogs her size or similar or even bigger, totally cool, right? Totally cool, no worries. When it comes to dogs that are half her weight, she cannot stand, especially like chihuahuas and poodles that just yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Oh my, it's interesting to watch her. And she'll be sound asleep on her back, snoring logs. And she'll wake up like that, bolt off my bed, go running to the back door to tell the other dog to shut up, essentially. That's crazy, And it's bro. funny, you hear the dog run off back into the house. Because she has, like, a bell on her collar. I don't know why. It, they, she just has a bell on the collar, the neighbor's dog. Goes, That's cute. Nee, 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 all the way back. Something I was actually surprised today was, that I worked, no, we both work at Ace Hardware. Something that surprised me the most is, I honestly thought today was just going to be a, a rat house or like a rat race. Oh, because it was Black Friday Black today. Black Friday. Yeah. Down at the old hardware store, Black Friday, boys. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly thought like, no, today was going to be not chaotic, but just so kind of like overwhelming how times like Sundays when we're low staffed sometimes, mm-hmm. it can be overwhelming. Yeah. That's what I honestly thought it would be like. Yeah. Because this, no, this is my first job. So I didn't know what to expect. No, I've uh-huh. heard stories from other places how, oh, it's chaos. People like fucking breaking. Walmart and shit. Like Walmart, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are breaking shit. People are fighting. People are static. Crazy stories. Did any of that happen today? Because I never even pay attention to the news no. anymore. I, I haven't really watched the news because for me, I, for me. Six like, people died at local Walmart in Clovis, California. It's like, oh, that's not nah. <laughs> But no, but it's like. I hope not. Fuck, bro. <laughs> to me, like, that's just absurd. Like, you know, you're stepping on people and shit to get, like. $50 off? Like, fuck you. It's like, oh, there like, people are know? fighting over TVs. Like, the same people who are fighting over TVs are the same people who I feel like don't do much the other day. Yeah. Like, I feel lots of people my age, not trying to, sh- like, shit on anyone, but I feel like when I graduated high school, the first thing I did, right, I got to pay for college. First thing I wanted to do. First thing you're like, I got to fucking pay for what I got to do yeah. to get to the next little stage of whatever I want to do. But in the end, I know what's going to be worth it. So I worked, I busted my ass all summer. I worked all the hours I can get and it paid off. I was able to pay for college all in full. Yeah, Done you deal. Did. And, like, today, you know, I was expecting just to be pure chaos. Like, it, at one point, getting out of control. But, no, I would say today wasn't too bad. Some people made me question reality, but other than that, it was fine. What do you mean? It's because when people say, oh, you have that one thing on sale? What thing? There's two flyers that we have with multiple things on sale. Well, no, that one thing. It's like. You know, the thing for the thing. You don't know what like, I'm talking about? It's like, point to it. Come on, point. I was like, at least point to it. But I don't know. It's like that one thing you use for to screw things down. Okay, you have impact drivers, drill drivers, impact wrenches. Which one is it? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Which one? The one you just said. I just said three. Is it one, two, or three? Let me see what number three is. And I'll show them. Like, no, that's not it. Can I get someone else? It's like, what do you mean get someone else? I'm trying to show you what we have. And just a few people were just dumbfounded. Yeah. yeah. I feel like today was a pretty good day. Other than that, people were pretty cooperative. Ultimately, yeah. And I think it's also because Ace Hardware does something cooler than all these other fucking assholes, apparently, where they put the Black Friday sale for, like, two weeks long. Yeah. So it's like, not only do you have the option for that deal for a whole two weeks, basically, After it Friday. lessens the crowd that's necessary to just trumple in all on one day. And then basically try to buy what's not even on the sales floor anymore. Like, we don't have anymore, so we have to, like, order them, and then they're going to come next week and all this shit. But instead, it was kind of like... You know, over the next two weeks, 
we can make these sale these these killer deals or whatever the fuck people call them, right? And they'll they'll just be able to come in when one of those days for the next 14 days. And instead, Black Friday comes around and we don't have a too crazy day because of that. But other stores that only open for Black Friday for those sales. Yeah. Like those are the stores that get fucking trampled. Like it gets wild and I would not recommend wanting to be on shift on a day like that in oh, a corporate no. world like that. No. It's fucked up. No, because I noticed like we put the tags out, you no, know, 1st of November all the Black Friday sales, we had everything on sale. I feel like people kind of waited to see what was going to go on, but since we're keeping those sales to you know, November 30th or whatever it is, I think that kind of helped out with today and not being it being too chaotic. Right. Because most people there, they kind of knew what they wanted or what they are looking for, or they just like, hey, do you guys by chance have the side on the shop? Oh, yeah, let me look it up on Acenet real quick or whatever. So that, I will say I was actually surprised. Yeah. I was genuinely surprised today. I had maybe been told like five people that gave me a little bit of trouble, but that's kind of average every time I work. Or yeah, for sure. I feel like I had a lot of good customers today that were just like pleased. They weren't super ungrateful or unhappy. Yeah, lots of people you know? I noticed is when you're straight up honest, you don't try to sugarcoat it. No, we're going to try our best. It's like, honestly, wonder why it's not here. They're stuck in those storage containers on the alley port. And they're like, really? Go, yeah, there's not enough truck drivers. Oh, okay. No, no, right, man. No, have a nice day. And everyone knows this. They watch most people that shop in stores and all this shit. They watch the news too, right? So yeah. they're hearing about these cargo ships off the bay and all this shit. But you know that that has a real like impact. Impact like that really happens. That really fucks up the actual chain, you know, which we're part of. For don't forget that like it's yeah. not someone else's chain. No, here. we're we're smashed right. the center because yeah, because no. Uh, I feel like it's, it can be a little bit trickier to get like hardware and that kind of stuff in, because lots of it is like electronic or it needs to be manufactured or whatever. Like everything does, like food, yeah, because we you know make our own food, we can get that out. But like when it comes to like tools and stuff, those stuff get imported from like China or different countries, assembled and then shipped back to the U.S. Fucking everything does, bro. Everything, yeah. yeah. Like cars, that you ever notice? I think Ford is having. I'd seen it on Facebook before I came here. They're having this big issue. They have a whole bunch of brand new. I think it's over like. 3,000 like F550s up somewhere in like New Mexico. They're ready to hit the roads, but no microchips for the keys or the computers. Because everything's switched to electronics. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty It's pretty nice. But when things go wrong, things go horribly wrong. Yeah, like if you don't have someone making all the microchips and all the shit, like then you can't even let out the car. You had all the parts to make the rest of the car, but if this one industry is down, that affects the entirety of the sale now. But however mi know? many microchips that vehicle is needed to you know if the finish the programming of that vehicle can screw up so much and it's insane it's what do you mean because you know those those microchips they they're what talk to the multiple computers in all the cars right without those you know one malfunctions then they say you have to troubleshoot and try to find what's wrong with it yeah you know lots of the these shops they have all the tools for that and whatnot but it's but the you know your, your average customer who buys those vehicles are not going to know that unless they've done the research or they have the hands-on experience or even with older vehicles yeah to know that when you start messing with electronics electronics go bad it's not a fun game to play with because yeah. you can really if you start doing things yourself you can really do some serious damage yeah i hear you yeah it's crazy too because like you're talking about cars and vehicles and how electronics make a difference and shit but we have these fucking big old aluminum things that we carry around our phones all the time and it's always got things on it and telling us the way to think and to change the way that we think and all the shit all the time bro it i think it's fucking shit up it's it, fucking no, up I our would. system like these systems these operating systems are kind of now like intertwining with the human operating system too we're at that level of technology it's getting weird bro it's almost like humans now have microchips inside of them 
Ooh. Hey, we both got dosed up. Maybe we got the chips, bro. I got one in each arm. If that's the case, you could scam me on either side, Mr. Gates. <laughs> you know? Unlocking shit with your elbow. Like, yeah, that's what I'm so, trying to do. Bam. Yeah, That's what I want, bro. I want to work somewhere where I don't even have to fucking, you know. Just even, walk by it. Yeah, I just walk by and it opens and I can scan this little chip in my arm, man. Like that, all that shit sounds so fucking crazy to think that that's normal but it's a reality now but it's actually a feasible reality and i'm not down with it bro i i it makes me disgusted like to think that you'd have to you know have something implanted into your body to work somewhere and everywhere you go that's how you pay for everything like at a certain point like when do the walls close and like you're owned by that company literally you can't leave or what the fuck they're gonna track you down they need their chip back. Like, what the fuck? How does that work if you quit? It's a monthly subscription. You know, you can't quit almost, right? And then if you quit, you you can't get it removed. So you have this fucking Lump. chip that might, after like eight years, start going bad and or maybe give you an infection or some you shit later down the road. Who knows? I don't even know. It's a weird thing to think about. But we're like, like you said, we're at this this point in reality where that's somehow possibly reality in the near future. And I'm not liking it, bro. Sounds like some comic book shit. Let me ask you this. You turned 18 a couple months ago. Yeah. How do you feel about the world? It's maybe not the world. How about this? Like, how do you think about the way that humans are interacting right now? I will say from before COVID till now. So uh, in high school to out of high school. Yeah. Uh, everyone, you know, like, you know, you like, you know, people, but not on the level how we know each other or like how you have our bros. But you're so, oh, hey, how are you doing? So, oh, good. No, have a nice day. Like now it's like when you say that now, it feels like. There's always going to be that negative impact. Like, oh, this person said this. When in reality, it's, you never said it. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, you could t- say, I could say, oh, have a nice day, right? But you could take that as, you know, be like sw- flipping around for attention. Oh, this person said, the hell, talk, no, went and talked shit about oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like now that's something that I see a lot happening. Like the other day, that dude, he got all mad because I said, do you need any help? And he said, no, nah, man, I'm cool. And I said, all right, cool, man, let me know. Maybe he took it like, oh, he asked me for help, huh? Why me? You know what I mean? But it's like, dude, it's not like that. Like, what the fuck? We work at Ace Hardware. We literally are supposed to ask everyone if they need help. It's like, literally that's part our of job. the job interview. They literally tell you. Yeah, do you know how to offer assistance? Like, <laughs> Do you know how to work with people? Do you know how to work with personalities? That's really most of what the job in retail usually is um, like if you're on the really. sales floor. But, you know, there's also a lot of other jobs that suck ass in retail where you're literally the stalker, the cashier. Walmart. All these things at the same time, bro. You know, I won't even go. I won't even go to Walmart anymore. Cause every like there'll be things I need. Like, oh no, I want to go get some food just for stuff for the week or whatever the case is. And it feels like I can never find anything when I ask for help. Like, oh yeah, just look, you'll find it. Yeah, I never ask for help in a big place, really. Yeah, you know, most I know of it's kind of hopeless. It's like, like, most of the time, I either no, because usually no, I notice like I know Home Depot does this. Is like it will tell you the aisle and the like the bay. It'll be like bay whatever aisle twenty four. What on like your phone? Yeah, it'll tell you or online on the online app from oh, okay. It will tell you like you no know, where stuff is at. Okay. Hey, you know how we do like on Ace now? We'll scan it and go like oh eight uh, aisle three. Yeah, it'll tell you the aisle. Yeah. Well, there there's dust. It's kind of similar to ours, kind of not, but it's. As a retailer, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, there it is right there. Cool. It makes things a little bit easier, especially when I went uh, – because I went up to the Quinn dealership for a field trip for uh, one of my classes. And I went to hit up the Home Depot. I was looking for just a tool set where they had on sale, just curious. And I was looking for some of the Milwaukee power tools that we didn't have in stock because we haven't you know, gotten them in yet. And I was looking for them. I couldn't find them exactly. And just sure enough, it tells you a decent location of where it's at. Yeah. So I think it's pretty cool that some companies have that. But imagine if, like, Save Mart had that, how much, how much, so much easier. Right. In, out, 
a five minute trip actually being a five minute trip. But I still want to know, what do you think about? You said before high school, like when you were in high school, and then you oh, got yeah, out well, of high like, school, and how everything was, has changed. Yeah. So like communicating was like I feel like a little bit a lot better than it is now, because I feel like now when everyone's texting each other. Yeah. And I feel like every time I text someone, it's always being misread. Yeah, it is. Because they're putting their own voice to what my message is saying. Like they're putting their own voice to my message. Yeah. Which says more, like what Sally s- thinks about Susie says more about Sally than it does about Susie. Yeah. You know. And it's like, pe- it's, I know it's like, I'll call some people up and like, they're weird over the phone. It feels like, it's like. Because it's not the same. You're not right in front yeah. of me. Look at me in the face or anything. Like, I can't even tell if you're really real. You know, if you're talking on the phone, sometimes I get delirious, bro. Like, I have to walk around. Like, yeah, it's weird, I too. I can't just sit on the couch and act like you're right next to me. Like, it doesn't work or like I'll that, be really. pacing back and forth. I'll be getting where my watch is telling me to breathe. Yeah, I'll walk around, though, yeah. On the phone, I get nervous or some shit. I'll, if, especially if it's a long phone call, I'll just be walking around. In, in, like, pacing, like you said, back and forth, around in circles, you know. Yeah. It's interesting because I remember the like last few days. But I, but in person though, like I'll show up though. I still like talk. Like yeah. I got talk all day long. You know what I mean? But I I see that I thought more people used to have that as all. I just assume that maybe I'm just an arrogant fucking person where I just think like everyone should be more you know talkative like me. No, I don't think that. I just feel like people used to be more communicative. Like they'd actually assess that like oh we're both actually here in the store together. Like you know. Yeah, because I feel like now, I feel like lots of people have an issue. With Not like I'm going to come into the store and use you to my advantage and that's fucking it because the customer's always right, bitch. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't work that way. Like, you know, this is a mutual uh, agreement that we're going to help each other. I'm going to help you find what you need. And guess what you're going to help me do? You help me get paid, son. But everyone forgets about that part of that equation, you know? But at the end of the day, like and I, when I go into a store, I don't expect nothing from nobody. And if they can't do it or if they're – even if they're like – um, whatever you want to call like a dumbass, like they don't know what to do or they just don't want to, they're lazy. I'm not going to like make a scene. I'm just going to leave, bro, and go somewhere else. Fuck it. You know, I don't want to spend my money here because I am I thought I was paying your bills basically in the long run here. Like it, not directly, but I'm giving you money to help your business so you can get paid and everyone gets paid and, and shit in business roles. But if, if you just made it like impossible for me to give you my money, then I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And I think that every customer knows they have that decision. But when someone comes in and demands hella more than the dollar amount is worth, especially when it's like a $10 item and people give you hella grief, it's like, and you and you got a coupon, but you didn't bring it with you. There's nothing you can do, you know, like this cheap skate ass mentality. I know it's hard right now, but at the same time, like I show up with my coupon if I'm going somewhere and I want to get a sale, you know, I bring the ad to the counter and say, Hey, I think this is the right item. Let's do this. Like I'm getting this sale. Right. And if not, if they're like, Oh no, you know, this is the wrong one. I'm like, you know what? It's all good. I'll go look for the other one. And then if I can't find them, I'm like, no, I couldn't find it. It's all good though. Take them off. And then I'll go somewhere else. Yeah, Fuck it. So um, I noticed, like, for me, one of my biggest pet peeves I have is, like, miss, like, if you can't communicate with me, it drives me literally insane. Like, it makes me think, is this person ready for the real world? Like, I ju- kind of judge people mentally. Even what do you though, mean, though? But you're an 18-year-old man. What do you mean? Because if I send you a text message, hey, are you available to do something at this time? Uh-huh. Like, I'm making time to spend time with you. Uh-huh. And then I get a response that, no, at that time I want to spend time with you. It's like, oh, hey, just seeing your message. Like, how do you just see this message? You've been on your phone probably about 16 hours out of the day. And you've just seen this message? Yeah. I don't, I don't get how some people function like that. And it drives me insane. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's but like we, everybody's we, already attached to their phones anyway. It's like, it's not the hardest thing. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm not in the mood to hang out. That's fine. I yeah. respect everybody's opinions. Right. But if you cannot make the effort 
then I'm not going to give you my efforts. Because you're getting ghosted, bro. Like, that's what people do. They ghost yeah, you. Yeah, and they feel like it's, like, oh, oh, he'll be there for next time. No, I won't. Yeah. I can guarantee that. Well, maybe you will, though, because you're the better man. But at a certain it, I feel point, like it depends on the person. And at a certain point, though, like you know, the the economy between two relationships here is broke. Yeah, there's no more money. So I'm sorry, like I'm not I'm not invested in this anymore. You know, there is a point of friendships that are like that. You know, yeah, I have a few of those where it's like, you no, know, they can flick out. It's like no big deal. No, I've done my fair share, probably. I but before texting, like right before it became the prevalent means of communicating, and like all this online jibber jabber and shit. What do you think it was like before, bro? Like, I feel like people would at least talk, but maybe... Like, before phones? Like, yeah. Like, in the 90s, bro, I remember there was... I was young as fuck, but I remember in the early 2000s and shit, before the iPhone came out and stuff, people would at least talk, and we'd always, like, crack jokes. Well, you were charged by the minute. Yeah, back then. Yeah, you were. Yeah. I didn't have a phone, bro. Like, I know. My until dad, I was, my like, in high school. Stories, I like, uh, so, I, I think that's when he just first moved into my mom, and um, he had a, a red Chevy S10. All he probably, I think he said he had probably like 15 grand worth of audio equipment in it and the doors and whatnot. And then he put a phone, one of the landline phones in it. So he's always calling people up, giving them crap over the phone, just That's messing hilarious. with his buddies. So one day he got the phone bill and he ripped out of the truck because he would always do it. And over time, they're getting charged by the minute. Yeah. I don't, he, I don't remember. And it fucking now. added up though. It added up quick in a month's period. Which is wild because even before that, like there wasn't, like there was a landline. And that was it, dude. Like, you had a mobile phone was this big brick and shit. Or it was attached to the and wall. And then before the that, there just wasn't one. Yeah, it was just you go to the wall in your house. And then before then... With no privacy. Bro, no one, like, had a phone forever. Like, you know, all these things. It's kind of weird that we act like it's an absolute must in our society. But then we forget that it takes slaver labor to fucking make that shit. For us to all oogle and goggle over all the time. And then we forget how to even communicate in real time. You know, like, something's broken here. Like, you know, it doesn't make sense to me a lot of time. That's the only reason why I like to ask those questions, though, like, about how you view the world. And, like, because you're younger, bro. Like, you know, I don't want to get old and cynical and fucking heartless. Like, that's <laughs> not how I think. I, I just think, like, what's going on? There's a disconnection. Like, something's wrong. You know, I, like, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to have paranoia about our future and shit. Like, I just I'm don't not know worried what's about up, the future. Bro. You know, cause it's just different, right? Yeah, it's not right that now, it's, it's bad. Time. It's, it's maybe not even that it's bad. Like, maybe when we're in strange times, but it's not that they're bad times. They're just different times, right? It's We're in a time where no one thought we would be. Right. But haven't humans always been placed in that scenario? Yeah. Like, every generation didn't... Like, like in the fucking 50s, they didn't think there was going to be a fucking bomb that we're going to all worry about. The world now having all these bombs that we could all blow each other up. Yeah, the U.S. and Russia have the most... I think the U.S. has enough nuclear bombs that it, I think nuke the world like three times or something like that crazy right some crazy amount that we wouldn't even need but we would never think we would be in that scenario either where where countries across the world have weapons of mass destruction and they're terrorists like we never thought we'd be in that situation and some of our enemies even you know? we even have a mutual agreement not to use them we just have them in case someone decides to screw up yeah. okay it's game on do they expire <laughs> like at some point they just they implode like or some shit like you I know, don't know. That's a, I don't know man that's a good question the next but, hundred years will tell but like it's crazy though because like all these different scenarios that we've all been put in isn't it just kind of the human condition yeah is this does that mean that modern times are really all that strange you know what I mean or are we just obsessing over calling it strange and thinking it's so different because we got comfortable for like 20 years no that is a or good some point because you you know? think about it, before COVID Everybody was comfortable. Everybody was doing their own things. Economy was, I guess, booming, if you want to call it that. I don't know. 
But everybody was in doing their own thing. Nothing was stopping anyone. We get a virus going, and next thing you know, they slam on the brakes. Like, everybody panics. Well, they literally shut the country down yeah, for two sh- weeks, remember? That was the plan. Stop. Slow the spread. Just two weeks. We're going to shut everything down. Everyone was like, damn, still, I'm ready to go I on vacation. I don't understand that. Yeah. How they were supposed to – that's when the spread picked up. To me, it feels like a ploy kind of low-key, though, to like – A cover-all. To, to, no, but to like – have you consent to being down for this what's about to come like if you're all down to not go to work for two weeks because we're going to basically make you like not or whatever we're going to suggest this mass on a mass scale letting you consent in your own mind that like oh this is what's happening now i could take two weeks off and then it'll just go away it didn't help anything you know, no, I think if that, and then I think that, that time two weeks it. turned into now these lockdowns and two all years. this shit for years, bro. Now, you know, and I think that we're all going delirious in it. You know? I know some people are going freaking insane because it's wild time, bro. Like you know, people die from all this shit. Yeah. It's real, dude. Exactly. I mean, it's wild. Like, you know? Yeah, it, it, it. But like, do we stop? No, you know, I'm that was what they told us to do. And I feel like now, ever since then, ever since the two weeks slow the spread, like we've all just been vacillating in this, like, how do we move forward from here? I don't know. Please tell us what to do, CNN. And it's like, don't listen to CNN. They're going to tell you to take the shot only. And that's it. And you're good. And then watch a five minute. And then video. actually, after you get your shot, shame those that didn't and make everyone wear masks, even if you're shot up. And this basically didn't do anything, but we promoted the shot that actually is still getting people sick, and they still get sick when they get the shot, and all this shit, and they still spread it. So I remember when the I got the first, shots. Yeah, I'm still spreading it apparently. You know, I remember when they, you know the first brought the vaccine, they started giving it to people. And I feel like everybody felt, took it as a cure all. Oh, we're cured, we're out of it, blah 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 blah. Well, they told us that, that that's what it would be, and that's what the definition of a vaccine used to be. But now it would they be that it. once you get the vaccine. You're good. Yeah. But you, now they change the terms of it. Like, I feel like lots of terms now have been changed to fit everybody's own opinion. They have. But isn't that the power of suggestion almost? Like, how much will humanity kind of momenticize this energy towards, like, the war on disease, you know? And I feel like that's the future because we're out of all these other wars. Like we just forgot about the war on terror or some shit all of a sudden. Now it's the war on yeah. domestic terror and disease in my opinion. And the cyber attacks that just happened recently or something like that. Well, like they should do that. They should go to war online I guess, you know, because at least it wouldn't be in our physicality. People wouldn't bloodshed and die, right? Theoretically, if you were doing this virtual war space where everyone just goes in like a simulation and they go to war instead of actually having to go on a fucking battlefield and die, get blown to fucking smithereens next to your boy. Like, you know, what the fuck, dude? Like, we're at that point where what if that will be the future where instead of going to wars, we'll actually just fight them online. But isn't it just like watching a football game then at that point? Is that Grand Theft Auto? You know, to, to everyone? Because they don't act like those guys on the field are real. No. People don't care. You, you got hurt. Get the fuck up, you pussy. You know, and it's like, bro, that fool just broke his fucking leg and he's probably never playing ball again. And you're just like, fuck that guy. You know, like that's how people that watch football and these games and shit usually react. You know, they don't think about, dang, that fool's career might be over. Take a knee, moment of silence. You know, what happened to that? Yeah. It's called called respecting others. It's like, I feel like now the respect of others has, I feel like it's a lost artifact of history. That's a good point, bro. Never thought about it like that. Because, you know, think about it, like how history is in the next 20 years when our kids are eventually learning about World War One or Two, Think how they're going to change the stories for that. Maybe. Or just it'll what if they be make it viewed like differently a- too because like 
us learning about the Holocaust, bro, when we were teenagers. Yeah. In the modern times, right? I was like, what? How can we really empathize with the way that the world was at that time, and also the way that that all transpired? Like, we can't really fathom it because it's like it sounds like a movie to us. It sounds like something you would uh, hear about as a fantasy, but that shit's real. Yeah. And you're supposed to realize that that shit's real out there. Like these these wars and people actually die. Like you know what I mean? Like this is the reality of our world, not this like uh, sugar coated. uh, We got here overnight. We just kind of fluffed and duffed and trolleyed around in unicorn land until we found where we are now. That's not how we got here. No. You know? Like, this took a lot of intense fucking energy from humans momentously for, dude, centuries, bro. You know? However long we've been around. That's how America was founded, was through war, through fighting another, no, I guess, uh, like, try to know that time was like Indians or... Stuff like that, they're fighting against each other. I think that, like, we're, and I feel from there it progressed onto bigger things. Yeah, and I think that, like, we're honing in on like there's a disconnect somehow, and it might be between the reality, the re- whatever reality is, like the physical physical world, versus like the virtual world. You know, and I think those worlds are colliding in this weird way, and we don't know how to reconcile with it yet. Yeah, you know, and maybe that's why people don't make sense, and they don't know how to text back and all that stuff because it's so much. Like, how do we adapt to this new? Um, tool that we all use and connect us, unite us immediately. Like, you know, it's kind of wild. And then also can destroy our mood instantaneously too. If we all get the viral uh, clip of someone dying or fucking some tragic event that happened across the country, we can all fucking take instantaneously it's to too, bro. You. You're supposed to, re- you know, join that whatever it is. So that way, oh no, I'm good. I know I'm a good person because I you know I felt for this person. It's like, yeah, we, we feel bad, but you can't sit there and feel bad for everybody and feel for everybody to make yourself seem like you're a good person. Being a good person is it's simple to do, and I feel like it's uh, overcompli- uh, like overcomplicated for people. Like They take it too far. They overthink it. It's like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. It's like, no, just be you. Say hi. Say, how are you doing? It's simple. Yeah, like what does it take to be a quote-unquote good person it's, anymore? It honestly, like, it's, what does that even mean? It's almost? effortless. But be it, people feel like you have to put so much in, so much in to the point. It's like I feel like lots of people end up ruining like those long-term like relationships that they had because they felt like they had to put so much in, and yet they re- received very little, and yet they had a second thought about the person. No, I'm done. This person, the hell, this person, f them, whatever. I feel like lots of friendships have ended over that kind of crap. Yeah. You mean like people like having to fit into the tribe that they want to fit into? Yeah. So much to where they virtue signal to the end of all fucking dignity and basically maybe end up being in that tribe to leave another tribe that actually cared for you and loved you because it's online and you feel safer there and the whole tribe online might be ran by bots at the end of the day yeah like 50 percent in that forum that you're on that you these people get me no one else out there gets me in the real world they only get me here in this forum it's like yeah but 50 percent of those people quote unquote might be bots bro they might not even be real people you never met them you don't know what their life is like you've seen their words on a screen you know, or like the, and it's something I've always thought about. And this is I've been thinking for a while. Like, no, we ever, like ever, especially the younger people, younger than me. I know I'm 18. I'm fairly young. I will admit that. Kind of stupid too. I did, I did my own stupid shit when I was no throughout high school. You'll do more it. stupid shit, bro. Oh yeah, it's okay. I know, but like I feel like if people were to ignore, you no, know, like uh, superstars or you know, Instagram models, right? Ignore them for a week. Don't like their post. I guarantee. They would go be shell shocked to realize they're not getting this fake, uh, fake support. I feel like, uh huh. Because think about it, oh, you're so beautiful, whatever, blah, 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 blah. 
okay, let them post whatever they want all week. And no one liked their photos. No one gave them attention that there was other online attention. I guarantee they will be shell-shocked when they have to go back to a reality for a week. Physical reality. Yeah, all of a sudden, no one likes my posts on Instagram. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? I don't know how to... I don't know how to be out there and get likes in, at the grocery store or like when I have to go to a restaurant to eat. I don't know how to get likes though. I need the likes. I forgot all about like saying hello and like acknowledging other humans' existence and how we think differently. Like, yeah, I feel like we get so in tune so with caught being up. on this, this basically like our, our handle, like our, our name on Instagram or on Facebook even. Like it's this entity beyond our own identity, you know? It's like this extension of our identity that we think we have to conform to, but we don't because you are who you are. You float. You know what I mean? Theoretically, you're supposed to kind of like float and fill your niche, but have a goal and kind of get through life, right? Like, but if you're trying to force like, oh, but my identity online, it has to be pictures like this. It has to look like this only, you know? I think it like it corners people in, but then that's an addictive situation because if if say if you post booty pics of yourself because you look in fine on time, right? You're gonna get hella likes. You know what I mean? But now all your pictures are gonna have to be booty pics because if you post something else like you and your man having a good good vacation just on the boat with your hair all wild and shit, people aren't gonna like that post. Maybe fifty percent or less are gonna like that post than the other ones where you're just looking with your booty out all cute and shit, like you're single all of a sudden, you know, all the fucking likes will come. <laughs> yeah. But the, but you see that, you, like you said, shell shock, like it kind of puts uh, a, uh, like a, a damper kind of on, on, on the way that reality is maybe less popularized, but we have to still live in the physical reality too. Like we're here, you know, I'm not claiming that like we don't have a spiritual sense of us and our minds can't go beyond our bodies and all this shit. I'm just saying like, there's a physical part of existence here. Clearly like the supply chain, there's a physicality to that, not getting overseas. And if there's no one to unload it and if there's no one to ship it and if there's no one to stock it, you don't get it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's real. Like that's physical. It's it's, you know, it's something you and I are. Seeing. Like I can't download an app and be like, oh, Jared needs me to send him right now this vape pen. I'm just gonna take a picture of it and it's gonna physically send it and 3D print it in real time to him. Like it doesn't yeah, work it, like it, that. It, you know, maybe there'll be a future like that, but then you have to have that tech. And I'm sure not everyone's gonna have that tech. Or how are they gonna even come up with that tech? Yeah, they. I will admit. They've come up with some pretty creative stuff. Some, yeah. Some, some stuff that I'm even impressed. I don't get, get into, like, pull on my laptop. I'm like, oh, search up whatever it is. Okay, now that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff, like, people younger than me are coming up with. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm a pretty hands-on person. I will admit that. I know I have my fair trade of skills and knowledge in different areas. And know what? There's people younger than me that impress me more than I'm able to impress myself at times. Because there's some stuff that they come up with that I would have never thought of. As a young person, do you think that, like, you are you worried about boxing yourself in with your ideologies that you currently have, like, over time? Do you ever think about that? No, not really, because I feel like I'm pretty open to trying new things and get new experiences. Yeah. That's what brought me to the level I am today, stepping out of that comfort zone. Yeah. I'm constantly stepping out of my com comfort zone, trying new things. I love to fail because it teaches me lessons. It's one another way not to do something. I don't mind failing. Winning is okay, but I'd rather fail at something than win at it. Because each time you fail, that's another lesson you've gained. You know, you can put that, that, that lesson learned, all right, put that in the file box, save that for later. So if you ever need to go back to it, you can look back, pull out the paper or whatever. Okay, I did this wrong, did this wrong. Okay, we'll move on. 
Yeah. I feel like lots of people are always trying to be winning, 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 but forget how to take a fall or yeah. take a fail. Yeah. I'd rather fail in something than be a winner. Yeah, because those people that never, tr- never failed and never tried anything different, you know what I mean? They just take the safe route every time. Yeah, because no, I did you know? throughout high school. I did nothing but welding classes, worked with FFA and stuff. And then now, now I'm in college. I took the CAP program. It's a technician training program. I knew nothing about these motors, and now I know the ins and outs within four months. Yeah. And even with, and I tell my dad something. He's like, he's even you know he spent a lot of time in like a parts store when he was young. He was also part of a uh, super modified team throughout the nineties. And some of the stuff I tell him, he was even blown away. He's like, oh, that's pretty interesting. And I'll show him all the lab books and all the measurements with the take and stuff. And he even's blown away. He's like, honestly, I'm actually pretty surprised. Like, pretty impressed by all the stuff that you're learning. And I'll be talking to customers. Like, I would just spark a brand conversation. And it was funny. Some of the guys that I actually sparked conversations with, some of the guys who actually work at Quinn Cats themselves. Wow. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's weird. How it's interesting how out. interesting it works. Yeah. Yeah. But if I always, I love to step out of that comfort zone. Because it's the only way you're going to really learn a life. Yeah. No, you, I think that also kind of keeps you from boxing yourself in with yeah. your ideologies. Because you're trying to like not just be this version of Jared that always has to be Jared, the same Jared. Like, you know, that doesn't, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Like, if you did something out of character, we would all, the people around you would notice yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. You know, but like, um, I feel like that's, maybe that's, I don't know where I'm going with that, I guess, you know. But yeah, but no, like, like I said, I'd love to be on a comfort zone. Yeah. It, and if anything, it creates character. Like, you no, know, when I first started working Ace, I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, no, I'm not sure how people are going to react or whatever. But now I know so many people. I don't know their names. But, oh, hey, I helped you out that one time. Or they'll point me out. Like, hey, you helped with that light bulb. Or you helped find something that I'll spend an hour And neither for. of us usually even know each other's names. I mean, even though you have your name tag on you, like, there's, there's not association really with who you are, what your life is like. You know, how did he get here today? Like, yeah, my name could be Billy. His home but, life, yeah. you know. No one, no one has that. We just come to the table with our best, and we, we each we interact, got. right? And but each party is supposed to do their part. That's what a party is. Like you're supposed to do your part. And when some people do, they just leave it empty ended. You know, it's impossible to finish the job. Honestly, I'm kind of glad I don't have a name tag at work because I feel like I, this is how I feel about it. I feel like if I do, people are like, oh, hey, Jared, Jared, Jared. And I feel like I see old instead of just saying, hey, do you have some time or something like that? Because in that case, I feel like it's a better way of starting a conversation than like, oh, Jared, Jared. Yeah. That's just the way I think. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. But I've helped so many people that don't remember my fucking name. They remember, as, they remember me as the guy that had the man bun. Oh, you cut your hair. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, two years ago. It shows how much you know me. And that's okay. Like, I appreciate that you noticed that I changed the way I look. But I also like don't understand like how you think that we know each other in this deep way because we don't i will say some cousins but i'm 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 grateful to talk to people but like yeah some people act like they know you or some shit like you know oh yeah you used to swim with my kid it's like yeah but you don't fucking know me bro you never asked me then you sure as fuck don't now you know do you know what my home life is like it's pretty good but what if it wasn't you wouldn't know you wouldn't care you wouldn't care how my attitude comes off to you, even if that's me coming from a shitty home life or for all for all that person knows or something, right? You know what? It, what's, I've, what I like to do, like something that I, I find like hysterical or like kind of enjoyment, is being able to be up and close in people that your parents know or like like you know like like old people you went to like uh, middle school with. Yeah. Like and their parents, like you get to be up and close with them, 
and they don't even recognize you. Yeah. And then later on, like months down the road, they'll come back and start. Wait, are you, th- are you Jared? And it's like yeah. And it's funny. There's like it happens like every other day, or like I've been up and close to someone so many times. But yeah, but one time I'm out of character, they noticed it. Yeah. And they realized who I really was. Like, oh, you're no, you're so and so's son. Yeah. It's funny to me. It's so funny. Yeah. How they always see one version of me until I'm out of my normal normal me i guess yeah and they're like oh wait a minute i know who you are it's to me i find it hysterical yeah yeah it's pretty wild different different like well i don't know like also that person could be like oh i'm gonna find jared right now on facebook and like just look up what you said recently and like judge that that's what your life is going like but if you don't post like me i don't post on facebook for years bro like if someone thinks that that's where they're gonna find out what tyler's up to like good luck that's a dead end. And also, why would I want to keep you on the up and up if I don't know you? If you're around me, you'll know. And it's my journey, not yours. So that's why like, I fall on this weird, um, this weird like, I don't know what side of the fence to fall on with, with online presence, like on social media and all this stuff, you know? I will say, um, like on Facebook, I, I can't remember the name. It's like Ricky something. It's this guy who imitates, I guess, workers at, his constru- at the job he works at. And like how he's how they're always messing with the OSHA guy or the safety guy and how you know they're always getting into it, how the old man at work is always showing up drunk from the night before. It's to me, I like those kind of creators because that's a true thing that goes on in the real world. Yeah. It's true it's a true thing. Cause my dad's deal with that dealt with that work for, so is my mom, so the older brothers, so like lots of people. Yeah. So it's funny how he brings real scenarios in life into a characteristic zone. And it, to me it's a, it's so funny. Right. And I enjoy, I'll pull my phone in a little bit. Well, I think all that's awesome. Like, it's creative. Like, it's like, it's kind of like that person became like a filmmaker low key. Like, right, you know? But I'm saying it's different than like you just posting words like on your thing for so long. Like, you could have this momentous like online presence of like, yeah, look at me. I'm moving forward. Look at, got a new house, got this and that. You know what I mean? But it's almost like everyone, every post has to up the other one. You know, and that's not realistic. And also, like, what about the days where you're feeling low, you know? And what about the moments where you are where you don't post about it? I'm saying, like, humans are so much more than what we look for online. And when you start, like, seeing people in real time offline, you start realizing, whoa, dude, this person puts up a front online and they're nothing offline. Like, they don't know how to talk to people. Like, they're just cold. They're fucking selfish. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why they're always posting their selfies all the fucking time. You know what I mean? (laughs) You get an idea of how people are by yeah. the, com- the combination of the virtual and the physical world. This episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast is sponsored by Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance in Reedley and Orange Cove, California, of course. If you're in the local area and you're looking for insurance, that's the guy to go to. I don't know what the fuck you're doing just sitting around going, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, farmers because I see the commercial. Nah, this man right here will provide you with great rates. He takes payments super easily and he offers, obviously, this great insurance that we all need while we're out there driving or boating or renting or you're worried about. What else you worried about? You need insurance for something else? We got a lot of worries in the world if you didn't notice, but let Alfredo quell your worries over there. Academy West Insurance, the one-stop shop for all your insuring needs. Call Alfredo up right now at 559 
638-3800. And be sure to tell him that you heard about him on the Symbiosis Now podcast so he can set you up with your insuring needs ASAP. That's Academy West Insurance. My boy Alfredo Vargas over there looking sharp in the suit. Hit him up. What are you still doing? Listening to a fucking podcast or something? Like, right? Yeah. And we're coll- I really do think we're colliding with those worlds, whatever that means. Like the virtual and physical world are colliding and we're trying to reconcile with that. We're trying to figure out how to deal with that. Like, you know, it's like another level of, um, of enlightenment, you know? Trying to figure out spirituality and science versus science kind of, right? Like, you know, superstition versus science. And we're still trying to make, you know, make sense of that. And now we're hitting the virtual world at the same time. It's like it's really throwing us off our rocker. But I think that humans will prevail in the sense where we will have, we'll figure it out. But I just worry because sometimes like we talk about civil war and everyone thinks they're all tough and hot online and shit. But it's like where is that going? Yeah. That's misplaced energy at this point because you're not doing that in the physical world. So where is that going to go? Or know something I see constantly on like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook is people will take um, – like old videos of like you know the U.S. carriers launching rockets or whatever, and say, like, "Oh, breaking news of another word like bullshit." If there was a war breaking out, oh, you, you went online where you see people like do these like uh, fake things, right? Yeah. Like they make it look like this is happening now, and then all these likes and all these viral sharing goes on and all this shit. But then it's like that didn't actually happen, bro. That happened in 2015. Yeah, when they dropped that Moab bomb. The other day, I seen some video. They said, "Oh, breaking news! The U.S. just dropped this on. I think it was like uh, China or something." Like, oh, trust me, if they did it. We'd all be screwed. Right. Literally, your phone would not be working right now. Yeah. Like power lines, power sources. Like, was it last year? I think Christmas or Thanksgiving. Some guy blew up his uh, RV by that AT&T plant, and three states were out of power or something like that. Something crazy like That's that. That's wild. Yeah, and it's like people don't realize like they'll take something small that is serious and then run with it and make it a big. And make something that happened a long time ago something that's new, but if it's a fake story behind it. And I always see people... Kind of like we're addicted to wild stories. Yeah. Like we're just addicted to crazy, another crazy story. Tell me another crazy story, magical phone. Please. Like a like a like the crystal ball. Like tell me another crazy magical story that makes me go woohoo or go oh dang, you know. Like, oh, and we're, we're addicted to that. But what is the fate of that? Like if we're addicted to like intense things that like generally you wouldn't even see in your lifetime if you didn't have a, a screen in between it in that moment you know like the only time you'll see is it's actually happening right in front of you maybe we're destined to enter the virtual world because of all this trauma though you know i don't know always, or, or, or uh, were we or were we were we being farmed this whole time to enter the virtual world through social medias through yeah. the phones being in everyone's like hand a portal yeah it'll lead you to many places yeah. Some good, some bad, some right in the middle. You never know. Fucking portals, bro. Keeps coming up. <laughs> Fucking portals, man. Yeah. Yeah, but to me, I've noticed like you're trying. You think you you think you're going down the portal, but you're really just going down the porta potty. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, something I noticed like throughout COVID is people will take anything and run with it. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because I could be you no. Know, let's say I decided to talk a bunch of shit online. Someone could take it, run with it, add their own words to it. Next thing you know, I'm a superstar for something bad. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, people will take any story and just run with it. It's like, it's not that hard to pull up actual facts or like, like, oh, hey, Jerry, did you say this? Like, oh, no, this is what I did say. Okay, yeah, that person's 
talking shit. It's pretty wild to like think like I th- growing up I felt like gossip was something that kids did only. Like you know, no adults are. I think, I think adults are worse. But as I got older, I realized, dude, adults hella fucking gossip. And then now we have the social media thing to where people gossip even more in this weird fucking way. Like Facebook moms, you know? Yeah, hun bots. Yeah, I call them <laughs> hun bots. Yeah. Oh, I always see them all over. Like, um, uh, you know, like there'd be those like group chats for like every talent, like for, like Reedley or like Danuba, Fowler, or Fresno, or whatever. I always see them like complaining about, oh, someone's dog got out again. It's like. Okay, what do you want us to do? Send him back. I don't know. Give it, give it some beef. Or, I don't know. Like, why are you posting about it? Like, oh, so, someone's dog walks in my flower bed. It's like, you literally have nothing else to do but post all day. And you're like in your 20s. Shouldn't you be at work or something? Yeah, that's pretty wild too, huh? So to I see some people like act like they don't have time yeah, for things, but they're on their phone all day and they like don't work or some shit. It's like, bitch, what do you mean you don't have time? Like, you know, what are you doing? You, you have know? more time than I do. But, I'm busy but seven, that eight that kind of life, obviously, we all know in the modern times, like it it, it doesn't last like that. No. Like that's only for a temporary amount of time. Eventually, you have to actually, you know, start doing things Get your in the ass physical back world to work. shit. Yeah, become a normal adult. Yeah, yeah. I always see like these like millionaires, whatever the hell you want to call them, trying to influence people. They're like, oh, you're working nine to five. Look at me. It's like, well, yeah. Some of us don't want to deal with that shit. Some of us are comfortable the way we are now. Why would I want to change what I have going for me? If I'm comfortable. Yeah, I'd rather walk away from a nine to five every day at five. Yeah. Than have to never be able to walk away with it. Always be on call. Like you're telling me your product will make me, you know, money, but I have to always be online and all this stuff. Fuck you. That's some bullshit. That's some MLM scam type of shit. Anytime you're hearing that shit. And it was the best part Anytime you're hearing that shit. You have to pay for them to teach you. You think we don't want to be done with the fucking nine to five? You think that we we, we want to work fucking 40 hours you a week I as humans? Work on Sundays? Nobody no. does, bro. Like, we shouldn't even have to, but that's what we do. And that's what we've been deduced you to know, over I time. That's what up, we do. Get you know? dressed, deal with it. Don't complain about it because I wanted the job. Deal with it, make the best out of it, go home, eat, do whatever I got to do, go to bed, wake up the next day, go to school. It's not that bad. Yeah. Because either way, you're going to be around people. There's not many jobs where you're not around someone. Like, and the money comes and goes like this yeah, idea that you like do you this one quick fix scheme to get rich, you know, and yeah. then what, what you got like a hundred thousand dollars and how long do you think that's going to last you, bro? You know what I mean? If you really hit big all of a sudden, like, what are you going to do with that money now? You're going to try to live off of it for the rest of your life. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. It's going to be gone. There's a, there's a limit now unless you keep money coming in and going, you know, you that's have to do not, something like, with it too. No, like not, uh, I'm not big on spending money, but I'm not big on saving it. I'm kind of in the middle. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I'll use this. I'll get it. Do I need something? Now nah, I can hold off on it. Like, I'm not big on either. Yeah. It's more so just knowing when the right time is right. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, don't save your money. Don't save your money. It's not worth it. Oh, you have $1,000. You're still broke. It's like, for my age, 1000 That's a rainy day it. fund real quick, bro. Like, if I got to fix my truck or some shit real yeah. quick, bro. I drive an O2 Sierra. That thing's a piece of crap. But hey, first crank in the morning, it's ready to go. Yeah. Some of these newer cars, they've had a, you know, Bought it from the dealership five days ago. Took a shit on the motor's gone. Or literally like the check engine light's already on. And they have to go back to the dealer and wait around for like next three, four no, hours. That's, that car is back to the dealership every month. At least two times a month. Yep. 
Like my mom's car, it's in the Paula. You can't even put air in the tires. I don't understand the damn computer. They get to see the damn dealership. Like it's crazy that like we look at old cars like oh they're old. Like a, a lot of, of a lot of people look at like a '90s car like oh it's fucking old. It's out of date. It doesn't look cool. It looks like you're fucking from another time era or some shit. But also it's like they made them at least like more functional and you could actually like you know go get the part from a parts store and like replace tip, it yourself. Don't take you know? the zip tie that damn thing till you get to the actual auto parts store and get what yeah, you need. Yeah, but now you're literally stuck and now you have to tow it right or you have to get it towed by the dealer who's going to charge you up the ass for who's going to charge you just to look at it yeah for or the, i know some place charge you for a freaking invoice and people be like well it comes with a warranty it's like yeah but for how long if it's already having problems after the first year you bought it and there's a two-year warranty and then you got to extend that warranty and then it's a pain in the ass process then you have those freaking scammers all day oh we need to call you a bunch of cars just send a warranty I drive a truck from 2002. Hey, don't get me wrong, though. I would love to have, like, a 2020 RAV, dude, like a Toyota RAV or don't some shit. Don't get me wrong. But I also know that, like, there's a trade-off for that. Then I would have to be going to the dealer and all this shit all the time for these issues because I wouldn't be able to actually probably work on most of this shit on this car. So they you know? made motors now so compact and, like, to produce so much power in a very little package. And so much tech involved that is absolutely necessary for everything to function. But when one little like, wire gets chafed, nicked, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it throws the vehicle off completely. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. With our, oh, just buy a new part. Or, no, here, just buy a new vehicle. I just got this one like five months ago. Yeah. Like, some people are like that. Like, car, like, has a little issue. I'll just go get a new one. And you buy, like, a $50,000 ride, and then you, you you have all these problems, and you try to sell it, and it's, like, worth, like, half the price. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the only vehicles I know that are good at holding the value are, like, some Toyotas. wild times, bro, because, like, I, I get that, like, if you have a business, and you have to have, like, nice vehicles for that shit, and you got to keep them on the up and up, you should be making business to make go them all it. keep up on the up and up. But generally, I, I kind of feel like at a loss sometimes when I think about other people that I know that, like, what the fuck are they doing to make money if they have a nice brand new car? And they also pay rent and they also buy all this food all the time. And they do all this stuff. Like, how do you fucking pay for all that? You know, because I feel like I'm shortchanged and I know how to, like you said, like save my money for the right things at the right time. And if something happens, I just got to fucking figure it out and make more money that month. You know what I mean? But a lot of people just like live fat on the hog, bro. Bought a new house, bought a new car. Like, but the bank owns all that shit, and I don't know how I long that. that'll take to where you realize, oh shit, I can't pay this. I'm but hopefully, I want people to be able to handle that and have the motivation to pay all that shit off. But I feel like it's kind of a trap. Like you know, it makes you think you you got it all made and you got this, but the bank's gonna come up with their hand out and be like, like hey, bro, where's that money at? You oh, know? your house is nice. We'll take that. You wanna you you wanna take some time off of work because you have mental health problems? Like good luck. You have to pay for shit. I felt like that in my past where I couldn't. Just had to keep fucking working. You know, yeah. get more depressed. I've got this, like, from you graduation know? time, I've, I can't tell you how many times, like, oh, it is another funeral up going to the family. That never stopped me once. Yeah, I felt bad. I felt like, shit. I had to keep going. It, no, like, yeah, I was, no, down in the dirt. I had to dig myself out. But we have to keep moving. It's not that, like, you have to pull yourself up and ignore your emotions. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. Pace. You just have to keep rolling even if it if you got slowed down by some trauma or you know you have to keep rolling forward though we have to whatever forward means it's not like there's literally a direction it's just like this this okay how can i better myself in my situation and take care of myself a little better and those around me better and like get that momentum going instead of just throwing in the towel and acting like it's all going to go away or i can ignore it you know i think that's a huge part of our society that goes underlooked like people trying to ignore the inevitable yeah. And then once it comes, we're like, fuck, where did this come from? And it's like, dude, it's the inevitable. Like viruses were inevitable to take out mankind, let alone fucking, you know, take out some of it. 
you know, we should be more worried about the next virus, bro, in my opinion. Like, this is all concerning and shit, but, bro, there's other ones that are probably coming down the pipe that are going to kill probably half humanity or some crazy, wretched shit in the future. Yeah, because I feel you like know? some people are more, are like, let's take it as, like, reading a book. Some people are worried about the next page before they even finish the first page. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I want a new, new truck because at times it can get expensive. Like, one month I spent, like, 600 bucks on oil. Because I keep burning it all. Right, yeah. And, but it's like, at the same time, I was like, do I really need a new vehicle, though? I literally go to work and back, go to school and back, and that's it. Maybe once in a while, you know, I haul some stuff around. Do I really need a new truck right now? No. Right. Because right now, I could afford to keep that thing up and running. Literally, all, it's that truck I have is stupid to keep running. It's stupidly simple. It's like dummy-proof. And that's what I like, because I know, okay, throw a little bit of money in it. Oh, I'm good to go. So, but just get a new vehicle. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Okay, $15,000 plus insurance plus tags. And plus, it's a newer vehicle. Newer parts are going to be more expensive. Yeah, I bro. I don't I think people you. realize that kind of stuff. Like, no. No, they're like, oh, just go get a new vehicle. It's not that bad. Okay. Yeah. When you think about it, you first get it. Cool. But then you know, you have to take the dealership. $300 oil change. Oh, you need air and tire? Oh, we're in charge of the, to redo the uh, calibrate all the sensors. Like, it's little things like that that add up quickly. People right. don't realize it because, oh, it's, it's a new car. Bullshit. Right, versus like I can literally go out to my truck right now, check the air pressure, pump it up, no problem. Yeah. I can run the cheapest gas I can find that has half of it full of water. But what do you mean? Like the new cars you can't pump up like normal? No, because like my mom's car, you know, like... Oh, you, you mean like if you take it in though and they're like, oh, well, we have to recalibrate the yeah. sensors and shit so yes, that way. Because if not, they'll it'll say your tire's flat and it's it's not actually flat. Not so much like, like flat. Like it'll show all the correct pressures, but it's like more so it's to make sure like all of these sensors are up to date with what's going on. But like say one tire is fine, but the other three are not. It's going to know you added tire uh, air pressure to these other tires, but the other, that good tire, your left front tire, you didn't touch. So it's going to malfunction. It's... It's weird. It's like some of it I don't even understand. Well, also, like, it's kind of like the planned obsolescence of, of all of this sucks because it's kind of like you have the iPhone 5 of cars. Where the fuck does that operating system run anymore? Like, you can't, like there's a certain point where you can't even download the new operating system on an older phone, let alone cars will get like that. To where will be like, yep, car's 20 years old. There's nothing we can do. We don't have that operating system anymore. For you me, know? that's easy. Go to pick, pick and pull. Shit, they got parts everywhere for that damn thing. Huh. Which reminds me of the physicality of our world. Because cars, when they get smashed and shit, they don't just dissolve into the ground right there. Like, they go to a junkyard and all get fucking stacked, bro. And sit there until they melt everything down. Because those old cars that you see smashed, they're being remelted to make new vehicles. And those are literally resources sitting there as quote-unquote trash. But it's literally like steel and all these resources sitting there. Because you can reuse steel over and over and over. As long as you're not no adding impurities into it, the steel's fine. You can keep re- mm-hmm. no melting it down and reusing it over and over. Mm-hmm. I feel like lots of people don't realize that mm-hmm. how reusable steel is, and how precious of a metal. If, it, if there should be a precious metal, it should be freaking steel. Yeah. Because think about it, our cars full of it, buildings are full of that it. and like copper, huh? Because copper, copper? Like, we rely on it in so many ways, bro. Copper, you I know, know gold. Like they use a lot of gold for like your laptop here. Mm-hmm. My phone has like tiny specks of gold. Not wild, but it's like fifty dollars worth sitting in the phone. You, mm-hmm. People don't even think about it because mm-hmm. people, oh yeah, phone, whatever, no money. 
but they don't realize the amount of parts that use these metals. People start like buying up mass quantities of old phones, huh? To like strip all the gold and yeah, melt it I, all down together. I know eventually. like the old like old PCs, like you know the desktops where you have maybe eight gigabytes of storage on a big ass box. Those contain a lot of metals in them that are uh-huh. pretty useful. Uh huh. So I know that's why they can be challenging to fully recycle because of that. Because mm-hmm. you're just throwing away money. Yeah. In that case. Yeah, but it's interesting. Like cans, like aluminum cans, like this, or fucking plastic bottles, like. We think when when they say they're recyclable and we go take them to the recycle spot, like they're going to get recycled right away back into plastic and shit, that that's not a thing yet, bro. Like where they know how to melt all these different plastics all down and have less impurities and actually recycle most of that plastic. Like it's pretty wild because like you see like these bottles that say like up to 30% uh, from recycled product and shit. That could mean that it has like 1% of recycled product or none up to... We know what that means in the retail world. Oh, hell Up yeah. Two, you know what I mean? It does not mean above, you know? It means less. Yeah, it definitely means less. And it could, be, it could be, yeah, half or less even than that. If it's 30%, it's more like going to start at 15 and work its way down. But it's wild. So, like, if people are, like, mad at certain industries, it's kind of like, well, we need to change up our plastic and, and aluminum can and beverage wasting resources maybe too you know what i mean because everyone's mad at certain big industries right like oil and stuff and we want to convert to batteries speaking and about stuff, that you know think about it okay. and i don't like the big oil but i mean bro like we what do you mean we're just going to convert to fucking battery like overnight you're, no you have to dig that shit up what's worse uh, yeah either no fossil no uh gasoline engines diesel engines and electric either way they're horrible for the environment let's get that straight but how you process it is totally different when it comes to mining for those lithium batteries for your phone, laptop, whatever, you have to dig giant holes in the earth. Yeah. With oil, not really. You just dig a hole straight down, put the pipe in. No, there's more to it, but it's, right. you get what I'm trying to say. And it's funny because, oh, yeah, I drive an electric car. I'm gone green, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I guarantee there's a diesel engine powering a generator to keep up with the demand of electricity needed to charge your little car. Yeah. People don't think of the bigger picture. And I think it's – Because they're like, oh, Elon Musk, whatever. Yeah, they – no, and then he's covering up the bad side of what's actually happening. Same fossil fuel burning motor is powering your electric car. Yeah. They don't realize that. Yeah. Because either way, you're going to have to burn fossil fuels for energy plants. Okay, yeah, you can have solar. But that's only, you know, so many hours of the day. A diesel engine, they can run those things 24-7. Shut them off to do simple maintenance. Turn them back on. They're ready to go for another 100 plus hours in a row. A battery powered truck, can you do that with that? Probably not. It'd be a heavy fucking truck, bro. Because I know um, the some of the mining trucks I heard uh, it uh, was to a woman up at Quinn. One of the master tech of time said they cat was it Caterpillar or was it Germany? It was one of those brands, one of the big name brands. Um, they have a fully electric D11 dozer, mm-hmm. and those are some big ass pieces of machinery. Yeah, I've been I got up and close as one. Literally, make this house look like a damn ant. Yeah. It's insane how massive these things are. But yeah, they said, oh yeah, they have a fully electric one. And when I asked him, well, how long is a battery and how heavy of it? How heavy is it? He just looked at me and goes, I couldn't even tell you. Because it requires so much energy. And it's... Con- it's how the constant. fuck you plug that shit in to charge that and think it doesn't come from the electricity that we all use for everything else? Like, know? how do you charge... Are we going to overload the power grid, like, doing this? Like, you know, like, I'm just thinking about logistics here 
Okay, like if you want us to convert to everything, I'm down to do whatever fucking's gonna come anyways, right? But like if you cut off what everyone already uses and you don't have the substitute like battery powered already all connected, like what I mean is you can go to a gas station all around here, but there's only a few places in town that have a charging port for your fucking car. Honestly, I haven't you know even know seen I mean? it as a charging shit here. But there's no like gas station specifically around here that only has battery charging ports. It shows like people are still using fuel for everything. So it's, you know? I know so, it's but, what point, soon. But what point, though, are we going to transition like everyone's saying they're going to make that a thing? But you have to start putting in those batter, those battery charging stations almost as much, if at least half as much as there are gas stations. And how are they going to cycle the know? batteries when you can, they can no longer hold the charge? Right, and I trip out about that, too, because, like, you mine. We, we, we make all these resources. We take all these resources to manufacture things out of and then, like, take the, the junkyard uh possibility that i talked about earlier like where it's just a bunch of steel sitting in a field you know these things are like real resources that we took from somewhere to make into something yes to use and and theoretically it's recyclable and this and that but if it's just sitting there and we're mining these things away like lithium and shit there's we're just gonna have a stockpile of useless lithium inside of a bunch of batteries that we're gonna have to what take out of the batteries again and reuse it or like what the fuck like you know what i mean because I know lots of people, like, uh, companies, companies, they don't even know what the hell to do with them. They're doing what they do with nuclear barrel, seal it up in the earth. Oh, forget about it. Oh, yeah, dude. Nuclear waste is a real thing, bro. And about 40 miles that way, east of here. Oh, yeah. There's a fucking huge dump that the whole nation dumps all their nuclear waste in. I guarantee some of that is probably in your water. Next thing you know, you're going to be growing a third leg out of your damn uh, nuclear like tail. It's kicking you in the di- back of the head. Wait, you're telling me we don't all have tails, bro? Yeah, I don't know. I have a tail. Nah. <laughs> Happy trail. But no, it's just crazy, like, how people are kind of just, like, uh, so focused on one thing and not realizing there's multiple other properties of that one thing that they're focused on. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's super interesting. It is, though. And, and it's not that it was every man meant to think like that or every human meant to think like that. Because it is kind of like a, a – I don't know. We normalize that kind of thought process a lot, but – it's actually like a really new type of thinking, you know, because imagine, bro, a couple hundred years ago, people were probably dumb as fuck, bro. Like, sorry, like they were probably dumb as fuck. Like they were keen to what would affect them around them, but they didn't think about like fucking math and science and reading and all this shit. They thought it was useless, practically, most people, you know. So they've we've come a long way. They're still awake and alive. We've come a long way really fast where it's almost like no wonder we're like. There's some people that just can't hang. It's too much almost like to keep up with all the up and up and know how to read and do all these things so good. Like, you know, I don't even try it because I know like I know what I'm good at. I'm going to stick with it and then build off of that. Yeah. And at least in that field, because that's just what's going to benefit me, what I've grown up learning and what I spent most of my time and energy putting into it. And I know lots of people try to be good at everything they do. It's like you don't have to be good at everything you do. Yeah, you, you, like if you're gonna specialize in something, that means it's gonna be a specialization. A career. Like it's, it's, it's a, a life it, choice. Yes, but also like if you want to specialize in like learning uh, how to play guitar, like for example, like are you gonna learn how to play guitar and keyboard and drums and all these things? You can, but maybe one of them you play better, 
right? So you could theoretically say you specialize more in playing guitar because you're the best at playing that. You can kind of fuck around on the drums. You can kind of play the keyboard and shit, but guitar, man, I'm fucking jam at that, like you right? Can't, you can't be your own band. Like, but that's okay, is what I'm saying. You can. Some people are fucking talented as yeah. shit, and they can be, like, you know. Like that guy who has all those polis things. Oh, on bro, it's so, so badass. It's like, dude, that is dope. So badass, and that's serious talent. Like, holy fuck. But he also is specialized in, after. he's almost specialized in, now you could say, making music. He's not necessarily just a guitarist or just a drummer. If he's playing all these things at the same time, like on his body and shit, you know, then he's yeah. actually like specialized more in music. But we like to look at things like, you, I want to know everything about this one subject, but you got to pick a few, man. You can't do that with everything. Oh, like, yeah. you know, you, you have to only go so deep with a lot of things that we deal with. What's weird now is I see a lot of people diving deep into conspiracy talk. That shit, and shit honestly, time, like, you know? it makes me wonder, like, okay, what has this person experienced that makes them think this way? Yeah, and also, like, what? how are you want to think – how do you want to think about so much about the stuff that you can't touch and doesn't directly affect you? When you have other responsibilities waiting for you at home and shit, you know what I mean? Or around you. Like your kids you know? are waiting to be fed. Yeah. Like what do you mean you got to well, – hold on. I got to make this tweet about fucking President Trump before I feed your fucking lazy ass, you little six-year-old. Like what the fuck – you know what kind of life is going on here, you know? Yeah. Like I feel like some people are devoted to the wrong things. But, you know, that's your opinion. That's your life. Go for it. But it's interesting when people try to tell you how to run your life. What you should do here is, you know, you got to do this. And then you got to do this. Otherwise, you'll be nothing. Like, I, like some of the, like, you know, I work some of the old-timers. Like, I get where they're coming from and what they're trying to say, but I feel like they're not using the right terminology for it. Like, oh, you need to make sure you put money away. You know that, right? You need to make sure you do this. Like, things I'm, I've already been aware of for a while. And it's like, like, I don't want to say, oh, I already know that. Why are you telling me? Like, you know, because I respect other people's opinions. Yeah. Some of them, I will say I shouldn't, but hey, whatever. But it's like sometimes people just keep going like, yeah, that's a good point you bring up. I try to do my best. I'll kind of, you know, budget things out. Like, no, take, and they'll be like, no, take your whole paycheck. Put it away. Put it away. It's like, well, how do you expect me to pay for gas? Like, you walk. What? If I have a vehicle, I'm going to use it. Yeah. That's why I got my driver's license for why I paid for that. It takes money to make money, bro. Yeah. Some people feel like, because, you know, back then, 20 bucks is like 100 bucks. That's what my grandpa used to tell me. Because I could, I could go down to the store Go get a bag of chips, a couple of candy bars, a few of the so a few sodas, and get my mom a pack of cigarettes for a dollar, yeah, for a dollar or whatever. Yeah, money used to go a long ways then, but now everyone that cryptocurrency crap is like, okay, what happens when all that shit goes down? People want to take cash, not your virtual Doge, doggy coin crap. Well, even even then, like without a without like we've relied so much upon the power grid and fucking internet, basically for so many transactions and all this stuff. If something like if those things like went down, like paper would be worth nothing, even too. You know, yeah. people would flock to that idea because it's still a physicality, right? Like, so it'd be like, well, this is still says it's worth something, but even the idea of the Federal Reserve note, which is what is actually our currency in America, yeah. in the United States, it's a Federal Reserve note, which is actually like a a debt IOU. So we're actually just passing around fucking pieces of paper. I mean, yeah, they're made out of cloth, but like just pieces of fucking whatever. Racking up that debt. Yeah, but really it's all already debts being just translated around. And then we have it lorded over us like we're trillions of dollars in debt and you are responsible for that American taxpayer. They allowed us to use their currency. I feel that's how it works. But we're running circles. But like it's interesting because like cryptocurrency is like another level of that same thing but taken – completely out of humanity's hands almost you know you know oh yeah for sure i, I totally agree on that 
But at the same time, that's what people want, bro. They want to get in now, right? They want to get into that world now. But it's like, you know, if we all end up in that world, I don't want to sit at a put on these fake glasses that like put me in a virtual space and I sit at a computer that's not even really there, but I'm typing on a fake keyboard, right? Like it's a virtual keyboard, right? And I'm doing my job and that's how I get paid. And I can see the coins going ding every time I do a good report on this thing. Like I don't want to live a life like that. That's some black mirror ass shit. That's, Some people want that life, though, bro. I feel like that's taking the that's pretty to me. That's like a pointless lifestyle. Like you sit at home, everything's like projected on screen. You just touch nothing to do something. It's like okay, don't get me wrong. It's probably cool for the first like 10, 20 minutes, but in reality, you're probably bored of that shit. Dude. You probably wish you go back to reality. If that were the case, if we were all have to switch to that. Word. But some for some folks, I feel like they might find it easier. To live that lifestyle than the actual physical because they have to go be social and they have to go figure out how to actually interact with the rest of the world around me. You know what I mean? It's something I find interesting. Some people who are like antisocial can be some of the most talented people. Yeah, yeah they true. Don't want, they, they don't want to get out. It's like, dude, I am telling you, you can make a difference in someone's life that, you know, be a doctor. You know, they have they probably have that cure for cancer but don't want to give it out. Why? Because they'll probably lose freaking millions on it. Well, also though too, like people that have a big dream or they want to fix and they want to help – in the process of getting there, you get a lot of shit thrown at you. Oh yeah, if you want to be a helper of the world and mankind, you get a lot of shit thrown at you. So your your vision of what your goal is changes over time for sure. And I think a lot of people know that, so they find it futile to where they just kind of go, "Well, what's the point? That I'm gonna have to go pay a bunch of money in to get this schooling to get this piece of paper." But you're investing but your by life. then, but by then, I'm indoctrinated to only think about the medical world this way, so I can't actually find the cure to cancer because they won't let me at that level. You know, it's futile, like yeah. for a lot of people. And I, I don't like that about our world right now because I feel like too many people throw in the towel before they even get started. You know, like you said earlier, you have to fail to get better at what your whatever your goal is. Yeah. You know what I mean. And to learn more about other things that you didn't even think were part of the experience and the journey to get to that goal, you know? Yeah, because you know, during one of my classes, we had to rebuild the motor. It was a C, uh, Caterpillar C13. When, we, when I first started pulling it, I didn't know what the hell I was looking at. All I knew is piston, rod, connecting rod, rod burn journals, whatever, right? There was times where I had to go back to the books and our online books that we, we have to do a few different resources we can, we can use. There's times where we had to go back and, okay, oh, no, we did this wrong. Okay, no, this part was here. This is how it works. Like, okay, I love screwing up because it teaches yourself. Like, there's a point or like a certain limit of screw up where you should be screwing up at. I will admit that. Yeah. Like, there's some boundaries you should just not cross. Well, yeah, you can't just like live off of like thinking failure is a success. It's that failure that actually like puts Tries you in a state of success. like, wow, you know, this is not the way to get there. So, I, what do I need to change so I can keep going there? You know? Yeah. So there's times where, like, you know, during that, let's say, four-month period where I messed some shit up or we were assembling and it's like, you know, I forgot to put something on or I didn't torque something down, right? So we had to unbolt so many amount of bolts and retorque them down, do a torque turn, whatever it was. But that just taught me, okay, this, this when you get to this here, you got to double-check, triple-check, make sure everything's tight, write everything down in the process. You know, I, I've learned a lot, and it, for me, you know, Coming from starting working at Ace Hardware my senior year, where you know I got exposed to a lot of different, uh, I guess different trades, if you want to call it that. Like I got exposed to a little bit of electrical work, plumbing work, a lot, a lot of welding, um, 
There's so much stuff I learned. Christmas items. <laughs> Fucking dumb shit. Yeah. I can't stand Christmas. Everything items. though, bro. Yeah. I feel like at the store, like they always cause an issue. Like, like, this is all you got. I go, what do you want me to do? Pull you came on. to the hardware store for a fucking Christmas item. Like, we sell hardware. We sell parts to fix your fucking faucet. Or like, the you toilet know that's I mean? been leaking for glass. We six also months. sell those, but like that's not our main fucking gig. Like, you know, that's, that's for what? you. Yeah. While you're shopping around looking for other shit, you'll be like, oh dang, I want that snowman that I can put in front of my house. That's almost probably gonna pop at three in the morning. Maybe, huh? <laughs> or, or steal, bro. Just jack. You wa- walk outside your house the next day and every one of them is just gone. I could I could see that around here happening. I know people who And then seeing it. the same one that's jacked now in that person's yard shamelessly. Don't give a fuck. Because how do you register it? How do you know if they actually stole that from you or not? Like, you know? Yeah, I, uh, I've heard a few stories. I'm not going to mention anyone's names or whatever, but... Oh, you're not going to name drop on the podcast? No, yeah. thank you. Don't do that. No. <laughs> but... Is what they did is it was like three people. They're in the back of a pickup truck. It was like a little, you know, I'd say a quarter ton pickup truck, whatever you want to call those. Is what they did is they went around and he. So let's call. I'll just call them A, B, and C that I'm aware of. So A went and popped the snowman like two knives. Damn. And then, then he. So this is where he got in trouble. The reason why, guys, because supposedly he had stolen a reindeer. And rally, he threw that motherfucker in the next yard. Oh, okay. <laughs> they thought he had stolen it, but no. So this happened like nineties, I think, something like that. But it's funny when you said that. I just thought of that story because like people do do this. Though. Yeah, for sure they do, huh? Yeah, bro. I mean, people cut fucking catalytic converters off their car while you're. Sleeping. They can have mine. I want that damn truck as loud as possible. Huh. <laughs> But no, dude, even one of my neighbors, they got their fucking catalytic converter. Just They came out the next day, started their car, and it's just like, and they're like, what the fuck's going on? And they got jacked in the middle of the night. Just some dude went down with a sawzall or some shit and just stripped that bitch off and took off. Like, you know? Some of these new cars, those things are expensive, dude. Yeah, they are. Especially the Prius ones. Dude, I know, though, because like they're hybrids. Or seven are on so there. technically the catalytic has less buildup because it's a it's a it doesn't run on... Fuel emissions, you know what I mean? Carbon emissions. It's not. It's not as high as it would be like your your truck or my truck or you know, a truck that a vehicle that's just all gas. Or right. All exactly. Right. Yeah, but I know. Um, I think for mine, for like my new a new set of mine are like six hundred bucks or like if not more. But I know for like uh, the newer vehicles, you're looking at about three grand in some spots. Yeah. And just just so that way they can so called breathe cleaner. Yeah. It's like how I don't I. Supposedly the metals in there, when the calibers get hot, it's supposed to burn down some of the bad gases that the motors produce. And trap it in there, kind of, right? Trap it in there, but over time, they get clogged up. You have to replace them. Right. At that point, I got to just cut them off and just put a straight pipe in and just leave it as obnoxious as possible. Yeah, but California, man, is just different, right? Like, we have to have those components. Otherwise, it's not going to roll. Because my truck, you know? it's needed a new motor. It's pretty wild. It's like 300,000 miles. It's, it's been through hell and back. And it was interesting is, let's say if I wanted to put a bigger motor in it, I can't. Yeah. I legally am not allowed to. But any of the 49 states, who gives a shit? Yeah. It's interesting how California is so restrictive on things that you pay for. Yeah. It's funny how they can control you in so many ways. I feel like it's a moneymaker, though. That's what it really is. It's like to tax you further. To get get a little piece of the pie here and a little piece of pie there. A little piece of the pie over here. You know what I mean? So the most I could probably get for my truck right now is probably like, let's say 6500 bucks For the motor that is needed to keep everything stocked in the factory specifications, it's like what I had seen with the different sites I was using and calling around, the cheapest I was able to find was like $5,500. And that was just for the block 
the heads, and I think the intake, the intake manifold. Everything else, all the plug wires, everything else, I still had to buy. Yeah. And then take it to a shop because I don't have the time to sit there and put it in. I still have no work in school going on. And plus, on top of that, everyone charged like 300 bucks here for labor, so many charged by the hour. It's like, at that point, it's like, should I just put, you know, put it in and take it out of state, get registered, and do that shit every other year? What's really wild, too, is there's so many people that get behind it and think they're like helping the climate and shit by one state or two states in the whole country, like changing these rules, you know what I mean? And also, a lot of people, there's probably someone listening right now that doesn't even know what a fucking catalytic converter is or does, and they're like, but you don't understand, cars emit too much. It's like, bitch, you don't even know anything about how this stuff works, apparently. You got to know what the emission is. You got to know how that is formed. You you got to know what kind of impact that may or may not have. You know, we're all kind of fantasizing about this global possibility, but we don't even know it to be true. We, in fact, humans are always put in that position, it seems, over fucking all of our generations. Another position where we just don't really know exactly what the future holds, you know? But when you finally are 2,000 years down the road and you end up in the quote-unquote future... There's still future from now, from 2021, for thousands of years, hopefully, right? You know, we don't know what's going to come of it. I think we should be more wise. Well, who about knows our what the future, what the true definition of the future is? Who really knows? Because it feels like every other day they're changing something, saying, "Oh no, this is the future." This is like, oh, now there's aliens, bro. Now the government's like, yeah, there's UFOs. They've been UAPs. That shit for years. We're gonna even change the word. We're gonna call them UAPs. You know, it's like so. Like technically, what like does it? I know no one who knows the true definition to the future because it feels like. Every, every time I ask someone just out of curiosity, like, honestly, they feel like they change it every time. And I totally agree. Because I remember, you know, back when I was, I don't know, when I, let's say I was probably like sixth grade, and they're showing like, oh, like the hoverboards and all that crap how it's supposed to hover. They just have two wheels on a electric motors and call it a day. And call it a hoverboard. And people think they're hovering around, but they're still on wheels. I get what you mean. Like, it's, it's cool. Like, it's They're dope. But like, it's also like, you're not actually hovering though. You're riding you know. on top of a board. But some people be like, well, don't be a downer. Let someone figure out how to make that a real thing. And probably someone will. But we're not there yet. You know? You need to get docked back A lot here. of our tech actually hasn't advanced that much. It's kind of interesting that we think the future is tech and all this stuff. But we've just made those technological advances more efficient. Right? Yeah. But we haven't advanced like our, our actual understanding of a lot of these Like I still can't te- flow, but here I am walking. You know? Yeah. I don't get it. Some so what do you think the future looks like then though? Like what do you think about? Like what do you think that looks like to you right now? To me, I feel like it's going to be a very controlling environment. That's what do you what, mean? Like so you're going to be very limited on what you're allowed to see and what you're allowed to use and your resources are allowed. So I feel like everybody will be in the same living conditions. Be it, Everyone has won't have to worry about putting any effort into work or Worrying about money. So communism, essentially, because yeah, that's basically what it, what people talk about. Yeah, communism but I be. feel like everything is to be so an, like animated where it's like, oh, open bed, bedroom door. And next thing the damn thing pops open. I feel like that is going to be a, a true reality at one point. But at the same time, it's like, are you really that lazy where you have to yell at the damn door to open? Yeah. So I literally just turn the knob. I think some people are. Oh, I know. Like, imagine before the remote control was made for the TV, right? Most people don't even watch TV with remote anymore. Like, they use their phone as the remote and connect to their smart TV and shit, right? But, like, before that, bro, people actually had to have a remote to control the TV, right? And the batteries were dead. It won't work. And then before that, you actually had to change the dial on the TV. So you'd have to get off the fucking couch, get off your ass for just a second to change the channel. But everyone, when the remote came out, it was like, fuck, I don't have to get up. 
Like, you know, it kind of does battery, show guys. like our gluttony, you know, like our, 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 our sloth behavior coming to light, you know what I mean? But it, at what level is that just, um, it's just human nature, right? But also what, what level is that like so much sloth looks, to where it's actually like greedy yeah. too? And it's also like really um, envious too. Like, you know, it's kind of weird. Like, so this is, I don't know, maybe I think it was this week or last week, uh, some guy came in for a universal remote. I was like, yeah, I love it. I'll top you. No worries. And he goes, I asked him, uh, he goes, how do you program? Honestly, I don't know. I use my phone. He goes, what do you mean you use your phone? And I go, yeah, you can use your phone. He goes, how do you do that? I go, do you have the root? It's called root. He goes, yeah, I have a TV that has that. I go, okay, cool. I showed, I showed him the app. He goes, well, show me. I go, well, it's not, the remote's not going to work because it's not connected to a TV. Otherwise, you could you know, tap the remote on the screen. Yeah. It shows up as a remote, yeah. like a virtual remote, if you call it so. And then if you don't want to watch it on your phone, um, TV, swipe down, go to the channels, and you can pull up all the channels you have on your TV. Yeah. So I was watching anything like Breaking Bad or some shit that was on there. Just whatever is like, oh, it was like uh, trending for that day or whatever. So you watch. I could, you know, I started playing the, the, the movie, and he was like, he was in utter shock. He sat there just staring at it for like five minutes. Yeah. And then I, um, so I swiped down. I go, yeah, there's so many things you can do. Netflix, Hulu, HBO, like everything. And yet, if I wanted to, I could just turn on the TV if, I, if I'm feeling lazy enough. I've said, no, nah, I don't want to be on my phone. I want to just lay back. Just, you know, air, uh, airdrop it or whatever you would call it to the TV. And next thing you know, boom, it's on my TV. Yeah. I can adjust the volume. I can adjust the brightness of the TV. It's like, he goes, you could do all this stuff. I go, yeah. That's the way things are. And to yeah. be honest, I, to me personally, I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Because I could be in the other room and I can mess with my dad's TV. It's like they turn on and off and just mess with them. Yeah. They'll be yelling and telling me shit, but it's hilarious. Well, it is dope, yeah, because, like, I mean, like, imagine, like, if you had surround sound but no, like, remotes and, like, tech to kind of synthesize it. You'd have to, like, oh, wait, hold on, honey, let me let me adjust the knob over here and let me go adjust this knob over here. Does that sound all right? Like, you know what I mean? That's what it would be like versus, like, from your phone, you can just be like, yeah, turn that up a little bit, turn the fucking reverb down, oh, yeah, turn that, you know? Yeah, because I have a you know, decent stereo system in my truck, and I can turn sit the lights a little more dim in here. Yeah, and I can sit there. And I can mess with that the equalizer on the stupid radio with the remote. Half of the crap, I don't even know what it does. Yeah, I need to get it re- you no know, readjusted, but because one day I'm bored messing with it. But it's crazy. Like I would never think in a truck that's almost twenty years old, I can sit, I can put a radio in, and be able to adjust how the audio sounds with the remote or a touch of a button driving down the ninety nine. Like it's crazy to think about. But at the same time, I like it. Yeah. So there's some stuff I'm in, I am excited for. Well, I like having direct as- access to a lot of music I want to listen to yeah. like right now with my fingertips. I'm not going to lie. Like these things I like. But also if it went away, I right, would be fine with it. I'd be okay. You know, I wouldn't have to have that fucking Spotify. You know what I mean? But I, I enjoy being able to have that at my fingertips too. And we all have our things that we want to have at our fingertips. Like well, that, half the know? time I'm listening to a song, half through, I'll just skip it because I'm bored of it. Mm-hmm. So like if music were to but go But back away, in the day, bro, where you had a CD, like, you know, or a, a fucking... Uh, record player. Oh, yeah. Or even further, <laughs> right? We could go eight track and shit, you know, but like you would have to like skip the song if you knew that what song wasn't good, but you'd have to listen to all the tracks on that CD in that order and skip Memorizing. through them. Now you can just like literally scroll down and click whatever fucking song you want. Like for for miles of scrolling, bro, you can just find songs. You can scroll it never was like that, bro. Like remember Pandora, bro? That was like the hugest thing. And it, like you could click on a certain radio station where it played music like that band that you typed in like you could type in sublime radio and it would play like sublime and like pepper and like all these bands that are kind of like sublime right and 
it was like world changing to me when I was growing up. But then that became old and like lame. The Spotify and like, came out. There's and ads. Yeah, and there's ads that you have to listen to and all this shit. Or you could, you know, subscribe to Pandora One where you don't get ads and stuff. But it's like it's not as cool as fucking Spotify. They redid the game. They changed it. It's fucking dope, you know. And I like that too. But also, like I said, if all of a sudden that was not accessible, I would have to figure out how to live my life forward. I'm not so addicted to some of these things where like I have to have it. But the podcast wouldn't be heard anymore on Spotify or anything, though. You know, Spotify was gone, right? But, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, is like, we'd have to let some of these things go. You know? And I think there's a certain point of us only knowing how to do things on our phone or through an app or whatever to where we would forget how to actually do that in reality. A good example is, like, maps, like Google Maps or fucking iMaps or whatever. Like, without that, bro, you'd have to have a paper map. You know, you know how to actually read and, it. And does anyone, most people don't, bro. Like it's hard. It's fucking, you don't even know if you're looking at it the right way, right? Like those kind of factors literally play a huge difference. Like those old movie, that was a true thing. Like, oh yes, shit, bro. we're reading it wrong. Yeah. And then the ships back in the day would go off compass, bro, and maps. And they'd be in the middle of fucking ocean all around them and think, I'm heading the right way. I know that I'm supposed to head north right here. Like, you know what I mean? Man, that's fucking... That's a gamble. You know what I mean? Those are our grandparents' parents doing that kind of crap. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think about. Like, like if you missed the island that you thought you were going to back then, like it's just like you wouldn't know until you hit the other massive land. Or you if know? you hit land. Versus now on your app, it's like make U-turn, next possibility, like right now, or like telling north. you, wait, you, like, you need to go back to like this spot because you missed it. But if you passed it in the old times, bro, you just pass it. And once you hit the next – uh, like if you're driving with a map, you finally hit the fucking border of that state, and you're like, "Wait, we went way too far." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh well, we're gonna be here, I guess. Yeah. Was, I think it was was my name. I don't remember. Was, we take it for granted, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, we wouldn't know how to do those things if all of a sudden those GPSing systems were just gone or something, right? And I don't know why they would be gone. It seems like they're not. Tr- we're not trying to get rid of anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, if something went down where the power grid, like we talk about, or, or something happened where you couldn't use that temporarily, even for like a, like a couple months or something, like you know, people would change into a, tif- a different type of humanity, like instantly. You know, they'd probably, have to revert back much more to enjoyable ha- humanity. Maybe, but I think a lot of people would panic and there'd be total pandemonium. A lot of people trying to get theirs. You know what I mean? I feel like at a certain point you have to realize uh, you have, human interaction is important. Yeah. And people forget that. And also something that irritates the hell of me is the amount of ads on YouTube. Oh, that shit drives me insane. Like, you people watch skipping no, one ad. Okay, then like five minutes later, here's another one. It's like, why? Yeah, why do I have it, to watch two ads in a row? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, who I, came I, up with this? I this think. was television, and that's why we went away from it to go online. But now online is becoming like the same thing as television, I feel but like even it's worse, deeper and darker. Yeah, because I wasn't. I don't remember who. It was. Well, you could also skip most ads, but some of them they won't let you. Right? Like, and then, you know like, what I mean? Ten, twenty. It's like, and sometimes it's like, dude, like, do you? If you're watching all my shit that I like and do all this stuff, you don't even know me trying to send this ad to me either. Like, you know, you're trying to sell me some shit. I'm for sure gonna click past. You know what I mean? But it doesn't. Like why the doesn't hell really do you need blood pressure medication at the age? Because I'd prefer it to be like some random uh, commercial that I can just skip than have that commercial that got me in my feels and made me realize I have to buy this product. Like, I don't like commercials like or that. I've never, dude. I almost feel like now looking ads. back, I've never seen a fucking commercial in my fucking life bro that i had to have it and called the phone number and fucking or like went to the website and bought it right now i've never done that because most of the but time i know people do i know people do 
but I'm one of those people and I know I'm not alone. So there's a lot of people that literally don't, they don't even pay attention to any commercials or ads pretty much, you know, but they're still there. Yeah. And a lot of people bite like fish in the stream, like they bite, but there's a lot of other fish in that stream that are just like distraction. Get the fuck out of my way. Like, you know, you're not selling me this shit. If I wanted it, I'd look it up. I have that instantaneously connected to my fingers too. I can go to Amazon right now. I can go to fucking anywhere online right now and buy something. You know, if I wanted to buy it, I'd go look for it. Why do you need to tell me what the fuck to buy? But marketing is this weird thing that's like beautiful but also fucking weird. Yeah, because you know? uh, yesterday, you know, I had Because at what point does it get too invasive? Yeah. Versus like seeing like a, a billboard on the side of the freeway. Well, yeah, but you're going to – you have to drive that way but you're going to pass it. Now it's gone. Now it's out of sight, out of mind. You know, versus like on your phone where you just keep getting another ad, another fucking ad, another ad. You know what I mean? Well, then you could say just put the phone down, you know, which is the answer. But at what level is it like too intrusive, I guess is what I mean. And like it's not even like telling you that we have this product that you want. It's more like telling you to buy this product that is so great and this and this and that. But actually it's really worth nothing. It's cheap. It's probably going to break. You know, they don't tell you that part. So to me, it's like misleading a lot of the time. Yeah, because yesterday I was just kind of doing an overview of my truck, like just seeing what I need to replace first before I really dig in deep to it. So I was wanting to do um, a compression test. So I was making sure, seeing, just seeing what it should look like, what I should do, just because i never done it for this motor. Just want to make sure I did it right. As soon as I clicked on a video that I thought that would you know, match what my criteria, what I'm looking for, the first ad that comes up goes, do you have hemorrhoids? Here's a natural treatment. Does it look like I have hemorrhoids? It's like, what the hell? And the next one is, do you have diabetes? Do you need a little uh, blood pressure medication? It's like... What's pretty wild, though, is a lot of people do have those conditions. So they do click on it. Yeah. Yeah. And they know they're scammed out of all their freaking money. But I think that's scandalous because it's like, you know, that sucks. Like, why are you taking advantage of people that are diseased and making them feel more insecure about that, you know? To yeah. sell your product that probably doesn't work versus a product that did. That's a different story, right? But there's a lot of scammy shit going on, bro. Is what I find interesting when a product like a medicine comes out and says it's all natural. Okay, what is what do you clarify as all natural? Are you you know what else is all natural? Castor bean. A kick in the ass. But a castor bean will fucking kill you if you eat that plant. You know what I mean? So it's like that's natural, but it'll fucking kill you. It's toxic. It's naturally toxic. You know what I mean? Natural is this really clickbaity term, bro. Yeah. This really like overused greenwashing term, bro. It's disgusting, really. You know, I'm natural. The fuck. I live in the world, and the world is partly nature. Like, you know, the fuck? Like the, like the type of people I like to say who the products are all natural. Like, I could take a dump in a fucking cup and <laughs> give it to you and be like, that's natural. Like, I that's, created that. Yeah. It's like, so this guy, his name is Dano. He has his own seasoning line. And he shows all the ingredients he uses in all this stuff, which I find amazing. Most companies, they don't want to see, see they don't want you to see shit of what they put in it. Yeah. But he is like, oh, I don't, he doesn't, she doesn't show the exact quantities or like, um, the actual names, he just shows him how he made his own seasoning. Well, like just like on the back of a seasoning, like even Lowry's, right? You take, for instance, and you fucking read it. It says all the ingredients. It just doesn't tell you what quantities and ratios that those ingredients are mixed in there. But you could hone in on that hella easy if you're an avid cooker or if yeah. you like fucking with seasonings. It's yeah. mostly paprika, salt, fucking pepper, and like maybe some parsley flakes or something. You know what I mean? Like what it's, the fuck? It's, but it's, each company does their own different blends and uh, how they much do. quantities. But yeah. he does like, but this guy like on his TikTok, he shows like how he started, how he created you no know, his own seasoning. He would give it out of bars because that's where he worked at, and next thing you know, he's making tons of money, selling tons of product. Yeah, and it sold me on it. So as I found people who base, I'm not, I don't want to get political or anything, but people who base their politics off the products they buy, that just doesn't. 
it drives me nuts and like, what the hell are you thinking? Like, yeah. Like if there's a product that works for me that I like, I will buy it. I will spend my money on it. I don't care what their political views because that's nothing to do with me. Yeah, like if someone tells me like buy a Ford because your polit- your Republican politician likes Ford, like that's some whack ass weird shit. That's like, what reasoning is that? Or you like know? if you drive a Dodge, you get. If you like Dodges, go for it. If you like GM, go for it. If you like a vehicle brand, go for it. It's how you feel at the end of the day about your own purchase, about what decision you made. Lots of people will base their purchases on what other people's like, other people's sayings. Like, there's more to life than that than basing your choices off someone else's opinion. Hmm. That person would probably want to stomp your face dead, yet they tell you to buy something that they think will match but you. But yet it brings the human insecurity to light. Like, you know, all of these things. Like, I feel like that's a huge part of the marketing ploy in any business right now is kind of more honing in on, you know, um, your insecurities. Yeah, totally. You know, and, instead of just you know, something you actually need as a product or service, you know. I don't I love cooking. I love messing with new seasonings. That's why I don't mind spending money on them. But when the, I'm not going to base a purchase off a political review. Yeah. It, to me, it's a dumb way to to choose what you like and choose your purchases off someone else's opinion. Mm-hmm. Not even politics, just anything in general. Like, unless you're like, oh, honestly, I think you might like this. No, if you know, I, here's, my, here's my opinions on it. Yeah, I've sold a lot of things like that. But it doesn't really matter what I say. It's more so up to them if they're, they're really going to believe this stupid-ass kid or eh, let me give it a shot, see what happens. Yeah. Most of the time, the people I tell them buy like that Hoff sauce that we got in the store the other day, lots of people who I know, because I bought it because I wanted to be able to tell people my true opinion of how it tastes. Yeah. That's the reason why I buy it because some people, they don't, they don't make them want to make purchase unless they get some sort of like insight, like what's it like? Is yeah. it good? No. It's food, of course. Yeah. So, no, I will buy these seasonings just for my own likings because I'll use them all anyways. I don't really care. And lots of people like that because it's like not so much um, – what's what I'm looking for? Kind of like reassurance. But it's more just like, okay, no, he seems like an honest person. What he's saying is kind of matches the bottle description. And it's not like a clickbait thing. It's like me giving my personal review and saying, no, if you, if you like this, this will go good with this. It, trust me, like different meats or different styles of uh, entrees that you make. This is what I feel like we'll go best with. Give it a shot. You might like it. Lots of people who I tell, say, come back to me, come back a few days later. Like, hey, that sauce you have me buy that is? Like, yeah. Dude, I love it. That's all I use now. I'm actually here to get more. I feel like lots of people will base their purchases off, like, you know, people's opinions. And I've noticed that. Well, also, like, I went to a Toyota dealership, like, a year and a half ago just to look at RAVs, just to see what they cost. I never even, like, said I was going to buy one. But they just jumped on me like they always do, bro. Anytime you go to a car lot or something. But then they wanted to text me, bro. Follow up. Just wanted to let you know. Like if you need that Toyota RAV, like you can come to it. And it's like, no, I'm okay. I never said I was going to buy it. I was asking questions. Like, you know what I mean? And I wanted to check them out, see what they look like, different different types of model, different color, all this shit. The different the vehicle's an investment. You're going to use that day to day. Yeah, but instead it's more like, okay, but, but buy, you know? But it's like, yeah, but what a, did you not listen to what my needs are? You're just telling me to buy this motherfucker. Did I not tell you I don't have the money for it right now? I'm not. I don't intend to buy it right now. I'm thinking about the future. You know what I mean? But instead, it's like no. But buy it right now, though. Why, why are you not buying it right now? Those pressures. It is kind of telling you buy something you want. Let's be honest. You want it. We have it. But also, it's kind of like, do I need it? Do I need it? And I know that I can't afford this right now. But you're telling me fuck all that. Buy it. You're telling me to gamble, and I don't like to gamble. Because I think it was like maybe a few months ago, and I went to a dealership. I think it was a well, it was a Ford dealership. 
they sold like four. They sold a bunch. Of, it wasn't up in Selma. They would have like a mixture of different dealerships in one lot. And I walked in, not in the store, but I was just walking around. And some sales uh, lady, she came out and I was like, oh, you interested in buying a new vehicle? I go, not new, just kind of seeing different brands and seeing what's out there, what they have to offer, see what best fits my practicality. And she goes, well, I think you would look best. And, and it was a and this new F450. I go, am I going to need it, though? I don't tell anything. And what the fuck do I, like, isn't that weird? Like, you'll look good in this car. It's like, yeah, but what the fuck? How many people see you while you're driving? Really? Like, do people see? When I pull up to the stoplight, am I looking in the other car to see who is that driving in there? They're wrong. Hey, do I look good in this? Like, hell no. No, everybody ignores each other at stoplight. They act like we're not all around each if other. Anything, in you're our flipping own each vessels. other off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like, they'll say, oh, you look good. Oh, I think this will uh, be the perfect fit for you. Imagine driving around the road, people see it's like, yeah, they're thinking, oh, this guy wastes a ton of money on this shit. Yeah. That's the way I view it. Yeah. Because they, I feel, you know, I feel like people get suckered the most is like on sports cars. Yeah. Because I feel like it's just like, this, like they're able to escape in this world. Like, oh, yeah, look at me. I have this car. It's like, yeah, until shit goes wrong. Yeah, and also, like, you still have to do the same speed limit as all of us, bro. Where are you going to go and break the speed limit at? On on the freeway? Like, that's cool, but you're just putting people in danger. Like, you know, if you can't use that car that could go 150 miles an hour, if you can't ever push it to 150 miles per hour. Without getting caught. Where the fuck? You know what I mean? Why are you buying that car almost, you know? I feel like it handles good. It's cool. It's 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 cool to have that nice car, but it's also like it's just a cool thing. It's not actually very practical or functional unless that's your jazz. You like a fucking muscle car. You like a car that fucking runs this way. You know what I mean? But for the most part, I feel like it's kind of a waste of money too because like, it's not practical unless it's just your hobby and you you stack some money away and that's what you wanted to buy. Then go fuck it. it, handle it, bro. enjoy it. Yeah, like, enjoy like that some shit. Some people feel like they need to have. Like a lot of young are, kids do. Yeah, and like, I think that's what we're getting at here because a lot of young kids, like we go to the college right here, bro. Yeah. There's teen, 18 year old kids got a fucking charger. They got all these cars, and it's yeah. like, damn, bro, you don't, wait, you don't work? Wait, what? The fuck? How do you have that car? Oh, you know, like, you, no, you mean your parents bought it for you? Well, that's a bold move. I would never buy my fucking 18 year old kid that car unless he was killing it. Meaning, like, he's fucking got great grades, and he's fucking making money already, and he's going to be hella successful, and I just thought, damn, we got money. But other than that, no. Not even so you know? I'd buy my kid a piece of shit. No, yeah. The first car, though, is going to be, yeah, stick shift fucking whatever, and you're going to figure it out. Bumpers falling off. But shit. if you need help buying another newer, nicer car, it ain't going to be a fucking sports car. No way I would buy my son that when they turn 18. It'd be the- and, yeah, I don't even have kids yet, but what the fuck? Doesn't make sense, like, you know? And maybe that's because that was ingrained in me. Like, my parents were yeah, like, no, like, you're not going to get this fucking... And I had to learn, though, too, what's feasible. If I bought that V8 truck, I wouldn't be able to fucking drive it at that time because I wouldn't have been making enough money to actually make that feasible. That's why I don't want the new truck because I get a new... And I don't want my fucking kid with a V8 trying to rely on me for gas money now. Oh, hell no. To go burn it and go... In the college parking lot at some fucking junior college in the middle of fucking nowhere wasting my fucking gas money? Yeah, I'd be pissed. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'd get like 12 miles a gallon, maybe less. Gas is not cheap, dude. I feel like lots of people don't realize that. Like, I remember when I was in high school, dude, we'd go to, up to River Park. Like, who wants to go to Lamore? For what? I don't know, just for the hell of it. But then we, there we are going from damn, no, River Park or up to Lamore or from Layton to River Park and back. It's like, and I realized it was like half, like, quarter, not even a quarter of the summer. Like, we're still in June. Like, a few weeks out of high school, like, this shit's getting old. Like, I could have put away so much more into something else, but yet. Oh, you mean all that money's gone, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, I remember one night, I think we've. There was like four of us. I think we filled it like twice, two or three times, like full, like empty to full. And then that was like $300 when I was like, oh, shit. 
Yeah, I, I, I learned my lesson on that. Because I know, like, sometimes, like, buddies are like, hey, what's going on over here? And it's like, don't worry, I like being around my buddies. I love them to death. They, they're world to me. But it's like, they don't really, like, at an adult view, because I, I have to view everything as an adult now. I don't mind. If anything, I like it. But it's like, you trust, when you get to my age, you understand it's like, you don't want to spend that money if you don't have to. And for me... Fuck, bro. I feel like that. Everyone <laughs> older than us feels like that. You don't spend that money unless you have to, usually. Yeah. But there is a lot of uh, differences in the way people view shit, where they feel like, fuck it, let's spend it now. Like, you know? Or even if we don't have it, let's put it on the credit, you know? Let the, let the bank pay for it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... You no, know, it's funny. I know some people have that mentality, and it's scary. It is, though, because... Because they it, don't realize what they're actually doing, the damage they can do. It's also disconnecting, because... You know, at what point does someone come holding their hand out? And if you don't got that money, then what happens? Like, you know, do you lose your family? Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know, man. Like, it's weird. Like, I feel like I'm just trying to hold my head above water. But I can only imagine if I just started making some outrageous purchases, making the same amount of money I make now, I'd be fucked. You know what I mean? It would oh, not yeah. make sense. And it would weigh heavy on me. I'd be like, fuck, I owe these people money and shit, like, every day. That'd be so stressful, bro. Like, for me, like, when I buy something, I make sure that I'm not going to get, like, a buyer's remorse. Like, oh, do I really need this? I don't want to do Like, that kind of crap. Yeah. So if I'm gonna make a purchase, it's gonna be something that I'm gonna use. Yeah. Like for me, I, I enjoy I like tools. I'm a tool guy. So I know I'm gonna buy tools that I know I'm gonna use. I may not use them right this moment, but I know I'm gonna use those tools yeah. when the time comes. Yeah. And I feel like lots of people don't like when they go out and make a purchase, like they'll go and spend like three thousand dollars on a freaking purse. Use it as a social media post, but yet I guarantee it sits in their closet because they're afraid to take it out. They're or they to- wear it, but then it has a lifespan, bro. Like, where after, like, six months, it's like, fuck, I need to get a new one now. You yeah. Know? And that's a throwaway now. Like, or a give uh, a hand-me-down, which makes more sense. But a lot of people are throwaway type of consumers these days instead of, like, hand-me-down. Like, I grew up on hand-me-down shit, bro. Same here. You know? And I feel like I think people still do that, but I don't think as much. I think a lot of our culture is now just, like, throwaway culture, you get, know? Get it brand new. Just like music kind of is. It's like, it's popping now? Oh, that's old. That's has-been shit, like, a year later. It's like, dude, that only came out a year ago. Like, what the fuck? What's happening? Like, we can't just throw things away like they're not useful anymore because it's not the newest, most uh, dopamine creating in my brain type of thing happening right here, you know? Yeah, and also, I'm glad when I was given the, my, the truck I have, trust me, it wasn't just given all here. No, I had to work my ass off for it. I, no, I didn't get it full time like I do now until I got a job. Yeah. You know, I, and I know I'm the one who fixes it. I you know for the last like six months, all the money that's been put in has been mine. Yeah. That's just a responsibility that I don't mind taking. I enjoy, you know, because if you feel like you create like a hands-on connection with the vehicle, like you know what its limits are, what it's able to do, what it's not able to do, what it's leaking, what it's burning, hopefully from where, you yeah, know, yeah. And so, I'm glad I got a hand-me-down because it it teaches me responsibility. It teaches me that not to rely on anyone mm-hmm. when like you no know, like random times that something's going to break or okay, this is what's bad, this is what's not bad. Like being able to know what to look for. You know, new vehicles, you're not going to have that issue until the damn car locks up going down the freeway. Yeah. You have to collect your play out there and make sure your insurance is up. Yeah. Yeah, but like you said, people are just throwaway people. Just throw it away. We don't need it anymore. That's yeah, a weird part of our society right now. Like It's like I'll I, save whatever I can to reuse for another purpose. I'd like to think that like this throwaway part of our culture will, will like uh, go away, but I don't think I it think will. Worse. I feel like it's moment. it's more momentous than ever, you know? If anything, it was, it's going to get worse. Especially because people want, like, that shirt for half the price 
again next year they want it even cheaper but it's like it's not realistic but then it takes extreme means to make it that cheap you know well speaking about that like people um i'm not saying like i don't uh think it's like i'm not thinking bad about customers it's like i just wonder what their thought process is when they say oh but last year this the price of this was no like ten dollars cheaper ago you realize things are going to inflate especially with things that now yeah there's nothing that's out of our control we just get told hey you know Put all the price tags out. We got to change everything. Okay, we'll get to work on it whenever mm-hmm. we get to it. But I feel like people don't realize, like, the, the way things now, like, I, I honestly expect around Christmas time to be even a bigger shortage than it was last year. I honestly think there will be. Well, we're a month away. We're going to find out. <laughs> I also kind of think, though, that, like, we hone in on this, like, uh, we won't see the problem in, in our, our situation until it's too late, you know? And then we just kind of look around, scratching our head, like, how did this happen? It's kind of wild, bro. It's like, when do we voice back on, like, when is this going to stop? Or, like, when are things going to change? Like, how well, people are, are. People think they are. But I think that then those motives get hijacked by other motives, like other agendas. You know what I mean? And then yeah. your, your voice gets squandered amongst all those other agendas, you know? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Because really, like, right now, we could all just simultaneously, like, connect and say, this is what we're going to do, you know what I mean? And this is what we want, but no, we, we don't do that. We don't take the tools and, and do all that. How would we, right? We don't even know where to start. That's how lost we all are, bro. It's kind of wild. But it's a journey, bro. We're just, that's the human experience. It's a wild journey, apparently. Yeah, like, to be honest, like, you no, know, because the COVID started when I was 16, I'm now 18. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, been a good amount of time. If I choose to have kids in the future... And they know they have their own set of kids. I will be able to explain like, okay, this is what we had to deal with during this time. When I was your age, when I was your you know, your dad's age, whatever it is, this is what we had to deal with. Literally, we had to not so much make ends meet, but make do what was available to oh, us. Oh, I could conceive of like a world where like I'm 65 rocking in a rocking chair and we're all wearing hazmat suits, but I'm telling little legends in a circle. You know what I mean? Or like being able to say, what I'm excited for like kind of getting old is being able to tell my stories and see how like my grandkids' stories compare to that, like what they do for their enjoyment, like how, you know, my, how me and my buddies were around bunks throughout the summer having a good time. I, I can't wait to have that moment with my grandkids. But imagine if your grandkid is like, "I don't want to listen to Grandpa. I want to listen to this other YouTube Grandpa. I like him more." You know what I mean? We also oh, have the act, the actuality of that, where people are more inspired by. You know, things that are so far away from them, but they can see it on a screen versus the people around them. We have to inspire each other in in, in reality and physicality too, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, I'm, uh, it's funny. I see lots of posts, like people talking a lot of shit about old content creators on YouTube. It's like you realize they either change with the times or they went back to a normal lifestyle. Yeah. They took whatever money they had or they put away. So at one point they can just leave and not have to worry about it. Yeah. And, if, and it's fun. I honestly like if you're you know encouraged to like no like how you're, you're encouraging your podcast fantastic I don't mind helping you out or you know supporting on that it's awesome but I feel like some people like, will take it too far like they'll use it as like a personality like you like you was like you're not like pushy about it like hey you should come on the podcast like sure I'm down like you're not pushy about it but some people are yeah no, I need you on there because I need you to talk about this specific so that way I can get specifically what I want out of you to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what happens a lot. Yeah, it's fucked so up. No, we had talked about it. Do you, like, do you want to do script? Like, no, let's keep this thing raw. Just go for it. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. Just talk about what you feel or whatever's going on. Yeah. I feel like lots of these podcasts that I've listened to are all like 
based off of a freaking notebook. So that's not. I don't think that's what it, is, what it started out as. I think it's more so just a few people got together. It could be however it wants to be. Yeah. And what people different strokes for different folks. People like different shit. You know what I mean? Um, to each his own, right? But I also think that there's such value in having actual conversation, expanding on that conversation, and like getting to understand where someone else that lives a different life is coming from, and like where do we meet together in this like physical world, like you know. So let me ask you this: What got you into like one is Start your own podcast channel. I feel like I just always would. It's funny you say that because I've been thinking about it recently. Why did I? It was just a long road of me wanting to start some kind of like YouTube channel or something because I would always have these conversations. And yeah, usually I'd be fucking high off my ass, but I'd have these deep conversations with people. We get deep into shit, bro. Talking about crazy stuff, but not conspiracy theories like talking about like, man, isn't it crazy that we're all here and like we each person that walks by you is a whole universe inside their brain, like have these crazy conversations. And sometimes I'd, I'd get so excited, I'd record them on my phone, right? But those recordings were just for me. They were just for me to reflect back on later. And now I probably have a fucking bunch of recordings on devices. I don't even know where they are anymore. And I realized like I should have been putting that out there on a, on a thing because I feel like these kind of conversations are valuable to hear and like people like listening to just normal dialogue, you know? And also sometimes where people are like having epiphany moments together, you know, that's like valuable content, but it's also valuable, like real humans having interactions. And I don't know, I felt like this has now become more than just conversations being recorded. It's actually like a therapy for me. It's also so I have all these episodes of all these different people that I've had have a conversation with me and I can reflect back on any of those right now. I can look them up. You know, and listen to that conversation and be like, yeah, that was that was me and that was a real conversation, you know, and also other people can be connected to that. I always wanted to do that. I don't know why. I just felt like it was important to share some of the conversations that I've had because some conversations I've had with humans that were never recorded were remarkable. They changed my life, you know. Just one meeting with someone and had some deep conversation changed my life in the past, you know. Yeah, because I know like throughout COVID, that's when I first started, I guess, getting into watching podcasts. And one that I remember I started off watching was uh, Two Bears in One Cave with uh, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And those are like, just seeing them just not being like what you see on stage, being yeah. outside of stage, but yet still like personality and char- characteristics, but just them being together, no crowd. They're talking how we're talking right now. Yeah, they're no putting up videos and stuff like that. But it was just funny because like during COVID, when it first started, I didn't know what the hell to do. Like literally, I didn't, I didn't think I had homework for like a month. Yeah. No one knew what to do for that month. Bro. No, because I remember my chemistry. No one knew what to do. Was like, bro. That was a weird time. Like bro. my chemistry was trying to make a packet because they only had like two days or something like that to get us homework for the, the two weeks, yeah. so called two weeks, yeah. which turned into like two years now. But anyways, I remember she was panicking, like freaking out. And some of the teachers like, honestly, whatever, whatever I give you guys, just do it. You guys have the rest of the week to do so. And it was funny how some people reacted to it and some people didn't. So I was like, I have all the spare time. Don't have a vehicle. Don't have my license. Stuck at home. Got a puppy. See what a podcast. I, I think I just searched up like um, one of Tom Segura's comedy specials, and then seeing the other one, it was one that Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura in a podcast. I was like, oh, let's check this out. And dude, from there, I just been hooked on those. It's just to me, it's like pure enjoyment. And it's interesting because the podcast world is like, it's entertainment, right? Yeah. And it's like whoever's doing the podcast or whatever, like it's a performance, but it's also not the same as like you said, like this 
on stage or on camera performance like well, it is on camera but like not on like a movie screen type performance you know what i mean it's uh and it's valued by people and i think that's also because we're reconciling with the virtual and physical world where we want to if we're in the virtual world we would still want to see real people having real reactions and interactions we don't want to just see like emojis only of things happening yeah. you know cartoon images of humans only like we want to see the the physical realness too and and the the conversational development that comes from it and shit like that like that's valued by humans because for some people i feel like seeing people in like a video like on the podcast I feel like it's a reassurance that there's still like i guess like a faith in humanity type of deal yeah which like okay there's still people out there who are able to communicate for a few hours on end or just basically just still be human while being locked at home when mm-hmm. we were no told to. So that's why I just one of those one that's one of my favorite podcasts I watch like whenever I get the time to because it's just so funny it talks so much shit. Oh, and on the real dude during the whole pandemic, podcast probably saved my life too. They kept me sane, you know, definitely because I choose podcasts like audio, even no video, just like listening to people talk more than I do like watching TikTok and shit. Like I, I could listen to a podcast while I work out for like hours. You know what I mean? But TikTok, I'll get tired after like 20 minutes. I'm like, fuck, bro. I've just intook so much different footage. I can't even handle it. You know what I mean? Podcasts, I can listen to certain people talk and then you change it to another podcast and you can just hear them talk about something else. You're like, whoa, my brain is fucking going. I'm learning shit while I'm doing all this other shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I know like, I'm I'm probably not the only one who experienced that. I'll be on TikTok. I'll be on one topic. You know, it's people messing with their spouse, like pulling pranks or whatever. They say I'm a... It's some, it's some stupid political shit that's happened years ago. It's like, how does this even work? And then next it was back to something else. It's back and then he changes. It's changing topics in a weird order. And for me, it's like, if I'm focused on a topic, I'm at least invest my time into that topic. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, for me, my, I don't care if, you know, you waste my money or you waste my resources. One thing I do not, uh, why I'm hugely against is when people waste my time. Mm-hmm. That's something that, literally I will not tolerate a couple bucks you could go make back but time you will never no. get back bro no and people fail to realize that so if I make the effort to talk to you or you no, know, make the effort to like, hey you no, know, let's talk for a little bit or hey let's go out let's go do something and yet people are kind of oh I don't know it's well maybe it's like no I want a yes or no it's not that freaking hard yeah just tell me yes or no or like maybe later or whatever but like don't just ghost me don't tell me maybe later than no it's been already been a week or two and I still haven't heard a response like oh no my so and so and so sin whatever it's like don't make me wait if I have to wait on you you're not gonna like the decisions I make next yeah but also like that's the real world man like cause people sometimes if they're just busy and they couldn't get to your text and stuff that's totally fine like we're all yeah. doing our shit like we shouldn't have to fucking message each other back instantaneously you know oh, yeah. but like at a certain point we have to like get back to each other or something and if you go somewhere for too long it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind, right? I mean, like you, you're trying to purposely not have a conversation. Sometimes though, like it's those simple things where like, yeah, you were on your phone for a second, but on your break and someone texts you, but you didn't get back to him because you're at work, but you had to make a phone call on your break. So you didn't get to text or whatever. You're busy like thinking about something else. That's okay too. Hours can go by. But I mean, like there's a point where it's like, don't fucking just leave me ghosted for days or something at that point like you said i'm gonna start making other decisions in the meantime i'm not gonna just sit waiting on your text if we're gonna hang out or not or if we're gonna go do this fun night together or whatever you know what i mean you're gonna move on and make other plans it's just the way because recently go, right? i've asked people hey no let's and that's do- okay too yeah. though right if that other person i feel like what i'm getting from you is those other people now hold you in contempt somehow 
when it's like, no, dude, I just had to keep rolling forward. Like, don't be mad at me for keeping rolling forward. What, you want me to just sit around and wait for you to hit me back up? You know? Yeah. Nobody likes that, bro. Because those times I've asked people recently, hey, you know, there's a date that I have time. This is going on. Let's go together. And like, uh, I'd be be willing to, but let me see what's going on with my schedule. I go, okay, let me know when, at least by the end of the week. Yeah. That gives you plenty of time. So we can plan for it. So that way I can plan and set time aside. That way I can just get whatever I need to get ready. And it's like nothing. And then I'll ask a question a few more times throughout you know, the time span. It's like even up to the now, it's like, how hard is it? Just, just say no already. Just give me a no so I can move on and just go on to the next thing. See who else is willing to hang out or just go out. Yeah. Who, like, who else needs to get out of the house? Like It's interesting because like you have to be responsive in life. And we use the word responsible a lot, but we forget that we have to respond to the stimuli. We're re- we have to be responsible have to for respond a lot of things. To responsibilities. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm not even asking, like, when I text you, I don't expect them, like, instant. Like, cool, take your time. Like, I'm going to take my time. I'm not in a rush. Unless it's an emergency, like, hey, you know, my car's broken down. Can you, I need help. Like, okay, give me your detailed information where you at. I'll be there as soon as I can. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But if I'm asking you, hey, like, let's do something, it's not that hard to give me, if I tell you by the end of the week, it's not that hard to, you know, meet that criteria. If you can't manage your time with a simple question, how do I, it's like, I wonder, like, I'm so curious about these people, like, how do they manage their own days? Yeah. Or it's like, every time it's like, friends are like, hey, kids, like, I'll ask, hey, no, I haven't talked to you in a while, let's talk for a little bit. Okay, I'll shoot for this date. So that day comes and the time comes and they're like, and then I don't get anything, then anything. I was like, no, I'm going to go to bed at the house with them, right? Come on, things to do. And I get messages like, oh, no, I didn't mean to. I forgot. I was like, how do you forget? You were just bragging, saying, oh, you put everything in a schedule and a calendar. It was like, how do you forget? Yeah. Did you people really? Were fucking stranded out here, like, bro. There's so really much going on, too. It's about prioritizing. Yeah, it wasn't a high priority in their mind for sure, bro. You know? Yeah, because if I make and that's it, okay. I, yeah. But you know where you fall on that priority list, and then so you have to readdress your priorities, too. You yeah. Know? And is that the, person that wants a flake, they're no longer a priority. They're just, well, they're just on the sidelines. Now it's time to prioritize the next thing. We got to wrap this up because I got to go hang out with my wife and shit. How long has it been? Two hours. Already? Yep. Didn't even know. Yeah. Killed it. You want to say anything else? No. Other than that, just work your ass off in life. Fuck yeah. What a good conversation with Jared Ochoa, am I right? Thank you so much, listener, for tuning in for yet another episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast. I really enjoyed that, being able to ask a young man how he views the future and how he sees the world changing, even at a young age. Things are moving quick, and we could say they're getting out of hand, but it's our job to maintain conversational integrity and have those open-door conversations. Because without them, we can become further disconnected. And we can already see how this disconnect is playing out. It's not good. So let this episode and all the other ones of the podcast remain inspiration and motivation for you to get your ass out there and have some open conversations with some people. And you bet your ass on the next episode, we're going to carry that torch. Keep it lit. So thanks again, Jared. Thanks again, listener. And I hope to catch you on the next episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast.
Thank you.